technically we can call the road to towards wrestlemania i guess that's what's taking over the all the airwaves and everything i got people first of all i got people sending me clips of people talking about it that i'm like bro they don't know what they're talking about yeah it's not Corey, joey joe joe button <laughs> his name is cody yeah yeah dude <laughs> I, was, I was like yo queens, yeah, that please, was, that please, please correct him he's looking foolish out here like yeah like it's evident that they got they're putting people on payroll to talk about this shit you know what i'm saying that or just the fact that it, i mean it you know i guess generally speaking take a step back like it's a testament quote unquote that you know so many different platforms are buzzing about the rock and you know all these laps fans and he slaps some dude. I don't even know who he is, and it's just like, but so you just gonna step into the mix, like you I know, because because yeah. that's what he did. He slapped the dude. He's like, he also announced Maui too that day. He went talk about that shit, you know? Oh, I mean? I like, like, or I not mean, Maui too, but uh, Moana too. And, oh you know, shit, so. I didn't even know that. I mean, with the funny thing about it is like, it's Joey, which is like, dude. The last time the closest you came to wrestling was that uh, Bruce the Barber line, and that was it. Like, yeah, if rap is wrestling, I do it for start. Is Cliff is wig off, call me Brutus the Barber. I mean, that, that's that's the only thing I remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I it, don't get me wrong. If someone said, Hey, man, Joe Button's talking about wrestling this week, I tune in because it sounds interesting, yeah, based on the way he talks about things. Yeah, but yeah. I would go in knowing like he's not gonna know what he's. He's talking not fully about. educated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like a, if it was like a Pete, he was on the Pete Rosenberg podcast. Yeah, yeah. Or something I mean, like. I don't get wrong. I hate it or love it. I don't agree at all with all of Joe's oh no perspectives. I, and, but he has a way of talking about things that's entertaining. That, that gets people, other people talking about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which that in itself, I guess, is a gift. Gift the gab is whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it seemed like I'm like, oh, this is just came super. Uh, it's like Black Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, well like. no, I don't want to give him that much. Like the reason I said is, it's just it was kind of funny timing. I'm like, oh, like within the week, it's buzzing, and it's like within like the uh, the cusp of the Super Bowl and shit. It's like, yeah, oh, you guys are talking about it. And to be honest, the only real wrestling fan on the show is Queens Flip. So it's like, yeah, you could tell he was getting tight. Like. Yeah, it's Cody. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, like it's the, the crybaby. He's like he's correcting him yeah, on the yeah, insult. Yeah. But uh, anyway, my bad. I'm, I'm Quincy Jones. Go. I'm uh, Doc Lesser, the one and only hip hop hybrid, the one and only hip hop hybrid. I will say that again. In the worlds of uh, pro wrestling and hip hop, but yeah, we back with a brand spanking fresh out the oven new episode of the podcast, man. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, we got a little review, of course, uh, covering uh, NXT. As well as dynamite, as per usual. But um, I guess we can get into the news first. Yeah, I mean, we can kick off with some uh, some news on the AW side. Uh, you know, I got a little bit of a update on you know the whole Okada deal. Uh, it's being said that uh, from Fightful, they say, "quote We're told that the deal was effectively agreed to in the last couple of weeks, but we haven't confirmed that pen has been put to paper. As we're told, it is still being finalized." Though AEW has been confident that they'd land him for the last several weeks, even as far back as mid-January, and thought it's worth adding, 
that WWE sources that were spoken to in Las Vegas during the press conference that we just talked about, they did confirm that there were talks between Okada and WWE, uh, though they were told from WWE talent that noted Okada was weighing the pros and cons of heading to WWE compared to AEW, and in the end, they were told that AEW was more confident in their offer to Okada, which is interesting knowing that they just well, fresh off a merger, well, turning over mad ducats right now. Well, so. yeah, because that sounds more like he, they, they're more confident in the fact that they can offer him more money than WWE can. But the thing is, WWE may not see the same worth yeah, in him. Though, but based on how they want, how they 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 feel like they could use him. But that's the thing is, like he's up there too. Yeah, like, he's yeah, not but, like. But I wonder if it's also a thing of, to your point, you know, you look at the history of, you know, we'll just say overseas the, the, the wrestlers, Shinsuke's, the yeah, Hideo, yeah, some of because the because that's Club why guys Shinsuke's even, been yeah. getting like sort of a push is because like, they were trying like, to like, hey, this could be you kind e- of thing. Even Fergal coming back to to NXT to do the Prince thing, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you saw glimpses of trying to, you know, course correction, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, in the beginning, it wasn't like always so optimistic. Yeah, but it sucks to think like it, it's like so was all of Shinsuke's push just. It wasn't because, like, okay, we're giving something of substance to Shinsuke. It's the, oh, you know, Okada's contract going to be running up soon, so let's, like, show him, hey, come on over here. Like, Ooh. you know, because that's what's being reported. But the other thing, too, that was kind of going around. Take. That's interesting. I'm just and, saying, and, like. And, and, and there's no real evidence proven otherwise. I mean, because it's not like he you know won I mean? any of those big rivalries. He just, he was kind of. He did, he did He did some, like, he, he was doing some good work. Yeah, like, character the promos development, and stuff too. And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, how they were producing the the promos for yeah. him and stuff with the animations around that, because uh, the stuff he did was Cody. Uh, was, was, is, I mean, I like what he was doing. I don't know why they try to redo it now again. Yeah, they got smart um, though. They could him get, and Seth they, was good too. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. they got smart with that little uh, bull rope match because they couldn't yeah. get blood, so they, they had him they, spit red mist. Because I yeah. just saw the last clip where he was getting hit with that claymore, and I go, damn, he, he bled on Raw? That's crazy. And then I found I go, no, he did not bleed on Raw. <laughs> he's, he's like, he got, he, got, uh, he got one of those uh, old uh, Red Mist explosions. Yeah, boots, bro, I huh? was like, oh, right <laughs> off of the the whole thing with, with, with the, you know, uh, that, that's, the, that's, the, with the, uh, not the presser, but it was like the same week as the presser. I was like, damn, after he, you know, the whole we want Honestly, Cody, they're going to have a bleeding Cody on Raw. I was like, okay, I see y'all WWE. Oh, like, they really trying to reel him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, not bleeding, never No, nah, but see, I, they were saying that the bull rope they used is actually, it was supposedly the same bull rope his dad used but and i said, was like i would have never used that in a match, i mean bro. they they said the same thing with when he went against seth uh, like so they they like yeah. to say that and oh, i think the hell he in the cell because remember you brought it out yeah, for the hell yeah. in the cell and joint? i think did, did he have a bull rope match with brock is that who it was oh maybe i don't know but, but to have two in a year is crazy yeah but then again they probably had to two have the, one in a year is nah, crazy but they had who like was a, doing it before cody came AEW. Yeah, they, they they had like a bunkhouse brawl. I mean, they call it whatever you want to call it, but that shit was coming out. You know, yeah, yeah, no, like, for sure. Um, oh, by the way, Okada was never supposed to head to NXT, despite what people had. I, I previously didn't think so either. Yeah. And, and and one final thing about that is you also have to think about if Triple H is like, yeah, I know who Okada is, but it, like, does the rest of the the mm-hmm. AWB crowd now? Yeah, acknowledge what he's done or even know, is it even important to them? I mean, or is it just oh, that's just the other guy. And that Kenny New Japan narrative from like years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know if they really see him again worth the money or how they would even use him. If he's even, if his body is even worth keeping up the consistency of their kind of schedule too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, whereas if he thinks his last years are ahead of him, then he's probably looking to just 
be like Danielson, bang out his last great yeah, matches on yeah. an AEW type Exit schedule. tour kind of thing. Yeah. Speaking of, you brought up NXT, or we were talking about NXT. Uh, a, a, uh, we had a injury take place in NXT. So they were doing Man, some... It's, uh, it's, it's going around because there was two other people I read from NXT that, that are on, on that bug as well. Yeah, you were telling me Nikita Lyons is out again, and, right? Uh, yeah, she heard unspecified, and then I heard also Idris Inofe had some sort of... Serious uh, injury as well. That's what he gets to trying to turn up the heat on that tag match you told me about, man. No, <laughs> they, they, they had some weird thing that I even write take notes on with Brindley earlier, and and it's funny because she's doing the cartwheel thing, and I was like, <laughs> they had too many. Like, I'm telling but, you, no, but I'm laughing. I'm like. <laughs> Looks like there's a new cartwheeler in town. I mean, I haven't seen Sol Ruka in a while. I haven't seen yeah. there's a few people. But yeah, uh, Shotzi uh, Blackheart, or just Shotzi, you know. Yeah, I was surprised uh, that they just didn't give her the last name back. For yeah, NXT, seriously. Right? <laughs> uh, she um, took on Lyra Valkyria in a uh, tape. It was a taping for next week in a title match. Yeah. And I guess at some point in the match, they... How would they describe it? A freak accident where she hurt her knee. Uh, according to Fightful, she was not able to place weight on the injured knee and was forced to hop to the back with assistance from WWE's medical team. Um, and they said it was apparent when she arrived backstage, she was in a large amount of pain. So she was immediately taken for medical evaluation. They do believe the injury is serious. There is no heat on either performer. Um, and if you guys have been, you know, I, I know I saw it in real time, but like uh, Nick Aldis had to, no, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, oh, okay. Nick Aldis had to announce because uh, she was supposed to go against Tiffany Stratton mm. uh, for a qualification match for the Elimination Chamber. So she got actually replaced by Alba Fire. Um, and it, and just to tell kind of uh, at the tail end of that as well, like to, to hop on that, uh, apparently there's supposed to be a last chance battle royal for uh, people in, in the uh, to try to get a last the last spot in the elimination chamber. Okay. And Jade was slated to be in it and win. And now there's like they're going back and forth and if, well, even if they want her in the did, match. Well, did now, you hear like, what happened was they spoiled the graphic. Of mm-hmm. who was going to be in it already? I did hear about the on, on yeah, the website, and, and right? It, yeah. yeah, it's like Jade was in it, Bianca, uh, Becky, because obviously she already called her shot about it. Mm-hmm. I want to say Tiffany Stratton was in it, possibly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I didn't um, hear she was on there. I'm trying to remember who. Else. Maybe Raquel and I Liv. Think, I think Liv was in it. I yeah, can't remember Liv. who the other person was. Yeah, I'm it may sure. have been like maybe even a Shayna Baszler. Um, Ew. Well, I mean, you know, she she has that infamous performance at the at the one of the first women. Yeah, that's women. true. She did dominate. But I mean, it just sucked. But that they just haven't done much. They, they since booked then, it yeah. wrong because the fact that it just took so long for every part. Every she like tapped everybody out while there was still like three minutes left and on each buzzer. Yeah, yeah. and she's just like, yeah, yeah. And then you got Oscar like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, two minutes later, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you but you watch out. Which is oh, it's ten ten uh, now. Like, I sprained my wrist. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like literally just doing like the CM Punk like taunts over and over. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, but no, that's unfortunate though. Like I um, when you say freak accident, I, it makes me nervous. Yeah, because uh, I'm sure I'm gonna have to cover it, or they're gonna have to. Because the funny thing about it, not funny, but ironic thing about it is, I didn't think that you were gonna say anything about it because I was part of my notes is talking about how she had a segment. And how she had a match that got announced, you know, with Lyra, and then you tell me that she has a freak accident injury. I'm like, golly. So, yeah, I yeah, I guess I didn't realize that they had announced it, uh, but I guess if it's a taping, yeah, it makes sense. No, no, it makes it yeah, it was, yeah. That, that they would do the the double tape. I mean, that's how they usually do it, anyways. You know, so yeah, it's just yeah, very interesting. I mean, especially if if they would have did the taping the same night, then that means Roxanne probably would have been there unless they they told her to go home. Yeah, now Last Legend apparently came out. Uh, shortly after, so they Maybe can kind of run back heal, a match. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. And I don't know if 
Roxanne is directly no, I mean, that, in that. You, yeah. When you so. think about it, when when you when you really think about the fact that if, if the agents are in that kind of like freak accident mode and they're trying to still save her, mat or you know, try to yeah. save it. They're like, well, we don't even have, we didn't even go through her with her the match, mm. but fuck it, we'll put her in there because you know there's no signs to just fighting from under. Yeah, you no, hundred percent. I mean? They said that she, they were both praised for their adaptability. That's so. what's up, man. So yeah. I mean, because I mean, again, we've had our share of uh, unpredictability in a match, and mm-hmm. we we had our share again of praising the the talent involved that that adapted as well. Yeah, so yeah, no, nah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, shout shout out the uh, the Shotzi man. Hopefully she um. She's able to get better real soon. Yeah, you know? and in that vein, too, we did have some unfortunate news that uh, came from Maurice. Uh, she announced uh, earlier this week on uh, you know Instagram and social media that she has been diagnosed with serious borderline tumors, mm. uh, which is a very pr- uh, rare precancer of the ovaries, uh, which obviously— Oh, like ovarian. Yeah, oh, damn. so it's you know, very scary. I mean, obviously she's you know a, a mother, girl mom, and, yeah. Yeah, and everything, and, you know— it's um i don't know if they are interested in growing their family even more but you know i just uh with all the empires that she started know she did like a makeup line not too long ago and she's on and off uh you know wwe tv and, i mean yeah they've been doing you know, like the the reality show where you've been able to see them in the family and yeah all that too because so. i remember before she came back came back to you know for like new era miz is what i'll say and like you kind of knew that they were married or whatever and you didn't see her anymore you, I would not have believed you back then that Maurice was going to come back to programming. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I'm not tripping on any of the matches that she did when she came back because a lot of those ended up being just, like... Intergender kind of Yeah, stuff. and, like, real campy and you know we're just doing i mean it, it, it was it's more, it, phoenix and edge over yeah and, it, it was know. more of like the personality of the character going through yeah, than, yeah. than more anything mm-hmm. impressive in the ring you know there's the, the ddt that i think she did the yeah yeah uh i forgot what she used to call it yeah i forgot i can't, I can't remember, remember something yeah. yeah it's a french word for sure yeah but um yeah no so i i do hope yeah i do wish the best for her and send prayers to her no well, yeah 100 so. percent because um that that's not even on the wrestling side that's on the more on the personal side and just you know, obviously affects your way of living and stuff like that. So definitely, yeah, prayers out to the uh, Mizanin family and yeah, yeah, for um, real. Hopefully, you know, there, there's some uh, some solution or some some sort of uh, you know silver lining that could be uh, made from it. And um, yeah, again, just wishing the best. Yeah, man. And moving on to some crazy news. Um, just thought I'd be remiss if we didn't bring this up. Uh, Former WWF wrestler, not WWE, because he never worked for you know them when they, in, you know, when they took the F the, out, the, I got the, the Enterprise. F out. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Jack Haynes. Uh, this is crazy, man. He was arrested uh, not too long ago, I think, earlier this week or maybe the end of last week, for the murder of his wife and Jeez. had a two-hour standoff. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, with the, with the police and. They responded to a possible shooting, uh, you know, in Portland. A man was uncooperative for hours, as was, was reported by KOIN. The man eventually came out of the property, and the body of a dead woman was found inside. Sheesh. The identities of those involved were not revealed in the report, but a neighbor was quoted that a pre- pro wrestler lived at the property with his wife. Ex-pro uh, wrestler. Yeah, ex-pro wrestler, <laughs> yes. Uh, Jim Valley of the Wrestling Observer has stated that Billy Jack Haynes was the person who was Sheesh. seemingly taken into custody following the incident. Um, but yeah, that's just scary stuff, man. So. And I think, uh, I mean, we were saying it before, but you were saying that some people are possibly, I think, I don't know if it's him himself, but yeah, there are speculations that he may or could have gone into a, 
sort of psychotic break or yeah something. caused by cte i mean i'm not here to confirm yes or no we're just here to report what's being reported um but i you know i will say this that he is from the era where like you don't no, it was super unprotected yeah, yeah, yeah and you yeah. you know you don't report injuries or you work injured because you don't want to lose your spot kind you don't of lose your spot you don't yeah. look because with your spot comes uh the pay the consistency in the booking which means more pay yeah um when, once you, it's like being a racehorse and then you you give off that oh damn i think i may have a charlie horse in his leg and they're like oh yeah and you're just trying to uh, like well i need a horse to win yeah so, you're trying to get and then the person who who owns the horse is going to get their worth out the horse as yeah, much as they can. yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, and but once they feel like they can't you know, it's like, well, what, what am I supposed to do with a hurt horse, man? I mean, I got a bunch of other ho- healthy horses I can yeah. put on the line. So I'm, I, come see me over here, my guy. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it, it's it sucks. I mean, it's, it's almost kind of similar with, like, uh, football. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of those guys aren't. This guy looked to, crazy, though, I will say. I uh, mean, back in the day, he looked crazy. But even but, probably now. But when he got arrested, like, ooh. he honestly. Yeah, let me show you this photo. It's kind of. It's the mugshot. It didn't even look like him anymore. Man, he looks like a character from like um, the hair is crazy. Yeah, that that's what really it's like a bowl like, cut. It's like, like a gray bowl. Yeah, cut. I was like, I can't even like really explain this. I was he like, he looks like a character from like um, like one, oh, man, I can't even think of like uh, I don't say Robin Hood, but like, he looked like one of them Friar Tuck ass looking dudes. Man, like you know what I mean? He's up there too because his wife was eighty five years old. Holy shit! I was gonna say because like, he's seventy. That's okay, why I was date up. No, that, that's why I was thinking. I was like, you know. It's kind of weird to think if it is CTE. I don't know, again, you know, how much he was wrestling on the road and taking bumps and all that stuff, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Probably even back then, you're thinking about the drug use was literally, literally like less regulated or even policed back then, if not more ex- accepted and freely used. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, there's the, I don't know. I mean, may, I mean, I'm not looking to get more insight, like, from a personal game standpoint but i mean to kind of understand it more would be apparently his wife was suffering from dementia so a lot of people are wondering uh, if it was like cte mercy, like, induced or mercy killing yeah uh, or or the cte telling him to do a mercy kill she was on her way to 90 years old that was yeah there's a lot of discussion on this i'm not gonna try to try to yeah yeah you don't want i mean because none of it's substantiated no no not at all so Apparently he was a conspiracy theorist as well. Oh man, I, I was yo that explains the haircut. No lie, the bowl cut. Mm-hmm. That's the, yeah, I got a block. That's see that brain waves. But, but see, what, see, but what I'm saying earlier about like oh the CTE told him to do this mercy like that's what I'm saying like more is like oh somebody told him quote unquote mm, yeah who know, yeah. like this voice came from out of nowhere and was like. You gotta get rid of it, you know. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Yeah, no, dude. Like, not to make like make fun of no, all, no, but, but like, we've hear... seen that depicted. And yeah, yeah, I've heard stories as well. Shout out to Mister Bowen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, man, that's yeah. And I mean, not that we have much, you know. I yeah, guess, we yeah we ain't got no skin in the game either way. No, no. Well, no, I'm even saying like it's not like we have any brighter news to go on, but. Uh, you know, I just got two more bits. One is uh, more about this looming lawsuit that we've been kind of, you know, taking our spots to talk about with, you know, all the uh, 
accusations, allegations of uh, trafficking, etc. Uh, last we visited this, we talked about Lauren Nidus lowering up. Yeah, and, uh, a different cl- lawyer yeah, aside and, from Vince. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And not only claiming to be a victim, but also dispelling that uh, or revealing that WWE was very well aware of Ashley Massaro's, you know, assault. Ooh, he's, he's giving up mad. I'm saying, bro, like, That's I feel like he, and, and he's I don't on some, well, now that we're both in the chopping block, I could start letting out these skeletons, you know what I mean? Because I, I'm, I'm sure the only reason he, he had reason to hold them is because of Vince not being in a vulnerable yeah. situation for him to feel like he could. I mean, because I'm sure he has shit on, on Laurinaitis as well, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's the, the situation for a lot of these people. I mean, a lot of them also they're they're scared because of their financial security, right? Like as far as, or the job security, I should say. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I feel like this is about to be like the Freaknik, like the wrestling, the pro wrestling Freaknik tapes coming out, <laughs> so the freak. and everyone's gonna be like, they're gonna hear like about shit about their favorite people or people that they grew on fond of. Yeah. It's gonna get. I mean, we talked about it. I think last episode. I think it's gonna get uglier, but. Yeah. No. No. For sure. I mean, yeah, Laurinaitis. I mean, that's cr- yeah. So I mean, if he's he's saying that, that means that it's kind of open for everyone to talk about now. Yeah, we all out. Yeah, like, he I, apparently one of uh, Ashley's close friends. Her name was Kara Papia. Mm-hmm. She had told uh, News Nation that I guess she, when she walked into the boardroom to talk about what happened, she was threatened and there was no compassion or sympathy. Was the quote Oof. that I just read, which is horrible. But they've actually have found some claims that I guess Ashley had. You know, I don't know if she documented before, you know. I'm sure there was some, because some, I'm thinking when you say that she walked into the boardroom, like how how exactly would her friend know that there was like. Well, I mean, I'm sure she told her friend, but yeah. because oh, no, I'm thinking yeah. maybe she went in there with her phone up. You know what I mean? Oh, got you. Well, there's a quote where it gets in an unreleased statement prior to her death. It says, Ashley Massaro said, quote, I had observed Vince McMahon making out with other divas in the locker room, which I don't think anyone is very surprised by that. Yeah. Um, and then she said that uh, this is from Via Vice News. Another, uh, I think it might be part of the same statement said, During my time with the WWE, I had observed Vince McMahon, yeah, making out with other divas in the locker room, but he never paid attention to me. And I assumed that was not his type. This changed after my Playboy cover was released. I was fortunate enough to be allowed to fly in the company jet, stay at the same hotels as the executives for a period of time so that I can get home faster to spend more time with my daughter. On one of these occasions, Vince was attempting to get me alone with him in his hotel room late at night, and I felt extraordinarily uncomfortable. He began calling the hotel room phone and my cell phone nonstop. I called then-executive producer Kevin Dunn, because I, I, I didn't get a chance to cover that, but he's out, to explain the situation, and he said I should tell Vince I was not feeling well and would see him on TV the next day, so I did. Immediately after that night, Vince started writing my promos for me. Vince does not write promos for female wrestlers. That is the job of the creative department. Yeah, and he certainly wouldn't have, under any normal circumstances, written a promo for me. But he did, and the promos were written with the clear intention of ruining my career. I brought the first script Vince wrote for me to the WWE employee in charge of creator at the time, Michael Hayes. And he said, you're not saying this. Who the wrote this? <laughs> and I told him that Vince did. He said, well, kid, these are the breaks. Meaning that Vince wanted to end my career and destroy my reputation on my way out. He is known for this type of behavior and also did this to name redacted upon her departure from a, from WWE. In addition, after that night, each time I walked by him, he would make vulgar sexual comments that were clearly designed to make me uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, Bruce Pritchard, who 
I know Ronda Rousey, she, not the you know, not too long ago after these accusations came out, she claimed like Vince will never be gone. He's still going to be running that company via Bruce Pritchard, which I thought was a weird thing to say for being someone like that's not with the, the I, Fed it, anymore. I mean, it, it it's weird just because it's like what, what, what I don't know what she gets out of uh, out of like saying anything about it if the, if she knew something about it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But uh, he on his podcast said. As far as lawsuits and things of that nature, I'm not at liberty to discuss any legal matter with the company whatsoever. So to that, there's nothing I can say. So there can't be a response from a legal standpoint that I'm not involved. I'm not being sued. I'm not accused of anything. It's a legal matter. And sometimes it's as simple as those that believe an explanation is needed. And for those that don't, an explanation will no explanation will do. That's kind of where we are. Let the rest of it sit in the hands of the fine legal system we have here in the USA. I was just like, that sounded like some real company jargon. And, uh, I, I can't find it right now, but I saw uh, I can't because I can't remember who sent it to me. But I saw also there was like an anonymous talent. I don't know if current or past uh, ex WWE women's talent mm-hmm. that was basically like re- wanted to be remain anonymous and said that like I still have friends in this industry. Yeah, and I, I still have yeah. like people that I need to maneuver around this industry. So I mean, as much as this is coming out like I'm not going to come out and say anything for the sake of me and my opportunities. Yeah. And all this. And I'm like, Ugh, that's going to get. And I did hear Stephanie's names being oh, brought up. Oh, that's what it was. Ryback too. had a video about it mm-hmm. and he had pointed out a tweet. I don't know who it was from. Obviously, uh, it was like, uh, that's what it was. It was a frame. It was a quoted statement from, I think, a, a news story that said from Anonymous. So he had to freeze frame it and read it. And I was just like, what the fuck? I'm like, mm. that's kind of a weird position but you can kind of also i guess understand wh- why that they would yeah yeah i mean it doesn't make it right it's just they have their own motives i guess but it, it just feels like when you watch law and order maybe svu or like someone could lend to that nah, case yeah, with yeah. a really key testimony but because they've gone so far from that yeah event that you know that incident in question they're like ah yeah i feel you but like i'm not gonna blow up my career yeah now I, because, I, you know I've, it's kind of i've already moved on from it and made a new life why yeah. am i gonna blow that up going back to the past yeah, and it's like to in, the, in their shoes the you, under, you understand yeah. it and it's not just blowing up it's like you're now opening your life up to like media and this yeah, and, you yeah know, you're gonna change the you way gotta, you, you gotta reopen life, the, life the whole lived. can of worms yeah, that, yeah. that you thought you had already buried and then you may mm. not even have told the full story to whoever you're with right now yeah. it's just a bunch of shit like if it, you did yeah yeah i mean i guess for me i'm like it's also like well i'd love to but yeah it ain't no snitching no nah, but we can protect you no nah, you ain't from my block <laughs> yeah no <it's> just... <laughs> to, to know they all gonna know like yeah of course someone's gonna know they gonna get like it's just they, you know, it's like one of those things where the cops are like, well, we just, we just want the, the, the information, kid. We don't care about what happens to you way after. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. That's happening right now at work. Where there's a guy who he's been walking on the razor's edge for a while, like with the way he, he's real comfortable. I've, I've never liked the guy from the jump. Like, you know, there's just people that you get red flags from almost immediately. Yeah. And so long story short. Uh, Is he one hit, of those guys that came from, like, a security background or a former law enforcement uh, background? That, but it's also, like, he got handpicked by some new management. Uh, and no, But the new management were, like, three weeks old. 
and didn't even know the lay of the land, you know. And so, okay. but he's uh, yeah, this guy knows he picked me, and you know, he goes around and tells people like, oh, I I get things, I get things done. All I do is talk to him. I was gonna and say it's he, like, he, no, he that's comes not off like a chosen hundred like percent. Yeah, and he yeah. doesn't like to listen to anybody because he thinks he's, he's made a, it already. He thinks he's Jack Reacher. You're like, how the fuck? Nah, down, I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> say that far, but he he's. He's very like he walks into work with a hat backwards. Oh, because he works super, graveyard. Oh, he's super like lax. he's super okay. lax. Okay. He used to come in 15 minutes before he started. Now he strolls in, if we're lucky, right at 11:30. That's crazy. Or, and or after, you know. But so he's finally kind of. It looks like they're looking to build a, a case, case on him yeah, because yeah. obviously. They have to bring it to the guy that chose him to be like, look, this is your man. <laughs> this is your work. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, <laughs> you vouch for this. <laughs> exactly. And so yeah, yesterday, the, uh, his, uh, his, uh, the co-workers, yeah, his co-workers on the ship were told, hey, like, anything you've ever felt was, like, out of line, beyond the scope of how we do our Ooh. job, that's not in the job description, like, things he does to circumvent the process, like, oh, we need you to write in a statement. But don't worry, it's going to be anonymous. And I'm just looking at him like, okay. Because it's going to be like, well, there's only two people that know that this went down. Yeah, so and, and, was and, and, it you or was and, and, it you he, that ratted and, and on if me? He, like, if he does the graveyard, then he can only deduce it to, to, to yeah. the night shift. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah 100%. It shrinks the, yeah, that, the, that, the, the, the suspect pool, pool quote, yeah, unquote. Yeah, yeah. Like, and on top of that, it's like, <laughs> it's, uh, give me the tea, y'all. Just uh, We need the tea to put it yeah, away. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. What are you doing for us? Like, you just 100%, want 100%. Because now it's like, well, we're not going to. F- I mean, that's I, crazy. And I don't think dude is a threat, but it's like, well, how do we get protected where we don't come off like snitches with anybody that works around us kind of thing, you know? Because and I've been in that position. I got, I had a situation before at work and they used me to, to fire try, somebody yeah, that yeah, was yeah, on yeah. the chopping block. And I didn't know there was a chopping block to begin yeah, with. Yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah. That. that, that, that the block was exi- didn't you know there was a blade being no, no, yeah, yeah, I didn't know any like, of that I just said hey can you talk to this person tell them to shut the fuck up I'm tired of hearing this, this rhetoric this, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's not appropriate for work and then you're yeah. next thing I know I'm talking to HR and I'm like I remember going hey uh, I didn't want to have this conversation yo it's beyond that now and it's like what? And the like, problem is they make it seem like you're the reason why it escalated. Yeah, you're like, no, bro. no, 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 dude. Don't try yeah. to make it seem like, you know, oh no, it's all in your hands now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got the ball rolling on this, bud. But uh lastly, uh on that whole subject, I know another name that got brought up with the lawsuit was Brock Lesnar and I supposedly I, it wasn't yeah, really yeah, brought up, but it was Yeah, or it's been speculated. Yeah, yeah. Now I'll say this because of the things we've seen, him getting taken off uh out of games and Madden yeah, game covers, covers and Things like that. He got replaced by L.A. Knight on the Raw bumper. Now that's what's up. Yeah. So, but and I. This is just the source, and, and, and I know. And, and I know Pat, this is your man and Pat McAfee as well in the Royal, in the Royal Rumble. No, it was Braun Breaker that. Oh, uh, yeah. Him. I don't yeah. know why everyone keeps saying, but yeah, whoever yeah. it was, he, he he basically wasn't there. He, yeah. No one even asked. No one even mentioned him. Yeah, but, but this and this is your boy. This is his podcast. We'll see. And so I, my thing is, I've heard him say some outlandish things before, um, and not be right. But Road Dog Jesse James. Oh, I don't like his podcast. Uh, on, it's, on, it's preposterous. Yeah, yeah. I, I, on no, the I you don't did see... no podcast. He yeah, yeah. seemingly quote confirmed quote unquote that Brock Lesnar is not going to be with WWE ever again. Nah, I man. think we'll remain that remains to be seen. First of all, that's a lot of money mm-hmm. to get that even in motion. Because I'm sure I don't know what his contract status is. If maybe they were going to resign him, or if he they owe money still. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> are they going to be like, well, we had grounds to fire him, like fucking yeah. TK? Oh, oh, actually, yeah, they could literally say. I mean, we've been wanting to fire him for a long time, but 
We just didn't feel safe at work. <laughs> yeah. The moment he walked in. Did you in, see what he did to Randy? <laughs> did you see what he did to a car with his bare hands? Yeah, 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 100%. And those two men he threw, they're, they're grown men. Yeah. We J and J security. We seen them since. You see what he did to his security? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, uh, man, I don't, it's, I mean, they, it doesn't doesn't help that they have a lot of footage to play on this dude <laughs> in mm. court for real. But uh, the thing is, it, the, the crazy thing is, like, while that's happening, Everyone's using this Kurt Angle meme, like the face. Yeah, which is funny because he's the one that had he got the turned, whole. That got turned into a micro bra. Oh yeah, that I I, yeah, I seen think that they call there. it like meme god or something. Yeah, like that. but it's funny because he's still walking around in a universe where people choose not to remember that he wanted bestiality sex with Booker T's wife. I I will never forget that, bro. <laughs> and then meanwhile, uh, <laughs> I, it's just weird to me still that. You hear about the stuff with Brock, and then you also got to remember when Sable came back, which is his wife, and I don't mm-hmm. even know what the timeline he is on that. He got cucked by Vince on live TV, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Potato sack, bitch. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, man. <laughs> Mark Merrill's like, no. I, I just, what you I, got I, me I, in You know what? So <laughs> He's like that, that scene from Friday. Let me say this. I, I j- <laughs> it's so funny you brought up Mark Merrill. I just listened to him explain yes. how he found out about Brock Lesnar. Hey, but whoa. let me tell you something. <laughs> he's on. I guess he's on a phone uh, yeah. interview with Austin. He is so exhausting to listen to. Oh, Golly, yeah. he. No, I thought he, I thought Buff Bagwell. I was, was just but, yeah, yeah. I was just like, damn, bro, get to this nah. shit. I don't but, but care see, about that, the see, dynamics of your relationship. But, but that didn't surprise me because he, he's. You could tell because of how short his. His stints were in little highlights. Yeah, he's got a. He's a sensationalist. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. That's a good. Yeah, like, I, I want to say narcissist, but he's a, he is. A, he has to like sensationalize yeah. everything to make it feel. Like yeah, a everything thing was himself, about you know? that guaranteed contract the, and why he died. Yeah. He deserved, and it was just like you didn't do shit. But WCW, see, but, man, but, but like, even I, even the, I had a Johnny B. Bad toy. You okay? did? No, no, that, I that's, did. Hey, that's facts. <laughs> I, I had the Vader, I think. Well, yeah, but I'm gonna be honest when I say like. I didn't really know what. We thought you was one you of us, did. bro. Yeah. We thought you was one of us. Yeah, that's that. you was cultural appropriating. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely the ma- the major decision maker like, for you, me at you, that point. You like tan, you tan man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's yeah. It's because even that line of questioning, it's like when you think about it, he's only on the show to be asked about his ex wife. You, you know, know what I'm saying? A big dick, bro. <laughs> And the, I think someone else didn't want to do business with him either because they didn't, they didn't fuck. I think nah. it was Stone Cold, actually. Well, a lot of them didn't like the They were like, why the hell is he getting these? Uh, Who's this guaranteed contract, yeah, yeah. son, bitch? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But finally, his, speaking his wife, of contract. Wife's a nice piece of ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about oh, uh, TNA and Anthem more yeah. so. Letting go There's Scott, a lot of Scott shit going DeMore. on across the board. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird. So from what I was able to dig up, they were working on releasing him last month. And apparently... He, they were trying to present it. And I think I brought this up last week. They even they in the Zoom call they tried to as an amicable split that both sides. It was like a mutual. Yeah, that's how they tried departure. to represent it, right? Yeah, yeah, and and he did not want to leave TNA whatsoever. Yeah. And apparently he tried to purchase TNA from Anthem, though they rejected his offer. Um, it's also being said that they were trying to, prior to this convince him to put funds into the company for uh to try to increase the production budget and and get some production upgrades but then anthem claimed no these were actually for software upgrades where in my opinion is like why do you need his money for software upgrades upgrades, 
that those are production upgrades because the well, software they're, they're, enables you to do certain things for production. Yeah, like, depending what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I but, can imagine but software updates for, from yeah. a general standpoint sounds like, well, we only got Windows 97. We need Windows 99. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously not the right. You, oh, you get oh, what I mean? You oh, know? you mean like for the office type shit? That, it just, that'd it be, literally just says, that'd be crazy. it says Anthem claim, the sources within Anthem claim they were actually related to Y'all software upgrades <laughs> more than anything else. Y'all got that Hewlett Packard. Yeah, we, we need we need that. Uh, well, <laughs> while apparently looking to reduce some costs compared to last year, it's like, hey, we need to lower these costs. But so we need you to put in on the software. See, but why uh, they want to put like, in? Like, but they don't want like, like 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 if he was willing to buy the company, that already means he was wanting to put money into it. Yeah, you know but he mean? probably didn't want to put money into software. He's like, man, I'd rather. If, get, if it had yeah, nothing, yeah. if it has nothing to do with the product itself, then yeah, I can yeah. totally get that. But if it's like something that he his staff needs to actually increase day-to-day productivity or efficiency, yeah. then I, I mean, it's weird that they're asking him to come out of pocket for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, yeah, it, it sounds like robbing David to pay Peter kind of thing. Like, yeah, it, it's like, hey, yo, get him on the back end, and you know, once y'all get all get your money up, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, we, we'll we, remember you did that. Yeah, we remember you, and then on the way up, you know, we got you, and then you get up to the club, you're like, yo, that ain't the same dude I talked to like five. Mm-hmm. Oh, he don't work here no more. Yeah, yeah, seriously. (laughs) But additionally, and we already said this, a lot of TNA talent uh, were overwhelmed and unhappy about the exit. I I think you were telling me that Dreamer... Was this the same yeah. weekend of the Royal Rumble too? I think it was the week after. Oh man, that's got to fucking yeah, gut everybody. It, Fuck, because yeah. they're probably thinking it was some right after popping. the hard to hard to kill re, yeah. uh, rebrand and the whole well, TNA know. rebrand essentially, yeah, yeah, and yeah. hard to kill was like the like on the shoulders of that 100. Yeah. percent So it's like, so what do y'all? Ah oh, man, it's, but and then, yeah, but you were telling me Dreamer. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer's evidently got positioned to be the new head of creative, which I'm sure is. You know, fine for everybody, but it's like, who does he bounce shit off of if he doesn't have? Yeah, and you know, you know I mean? it's funny because Bischoff, who is, n- n- you know, far and wide not a huge fan of the way TK <laughs> runs his business, has yeah. said, you know, if AW was smart, they should sign uh, Demore to the to the creative team, and I'm. I feel the same way. I mean, 100%. His passion and creativity for sure. See, the other thing though is like also the way that people were pointing out how. The last time there was any type of partnership with AEW and Impact at the time, it was like they kind of did some nasty business. Like they, they were like going on there like to do these like like uh, Tony was doing these commercials. Yeah, where he was like taking pot shots at them on their show, and I'm like, what? I think he was trying to set up some sort of brand warfare that never amounted to anything. P- but... Possibly. I mean, there was probably because remember yeah. there was that weird stuff too about supposedly Sammy did, was supposed to do a match there, but he didn't want to do business with whoever he wanted. There was a yeah, bunch that of was weird... yeah, that was weird, and I think he like got bad. Advice from Jericho and shit like that. Yeah, they're all yeah because he was supposed to. You be heard over about there too, Sammy? I heard Jeff, I, Jeff Hardy. I, I saw the clip because yeah. but I guess he went for a shooting star, but he went he like got the knees up, but he still bro, that like, was like a shooting star knee face. drop, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's so isn't that uh Mike Bailey's move? Kind of, but he does it to their back. Well, I mean, just in, just in yeah, general. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, but but that that's apparently a stiff, he, that's a stiff ski ass move. He, apparently, he knocked him out on action. Oh shit! Yeah, they had to stop the match because I then, saw that there was like this fan footage of yeah, of where they flipping, flipping him off, but I couldn't tell if broke it was his just, nose too. Uh, yeah, he's probably like, I'm, I'm I'm sure Jeff's probably wanting wanting to get the fuck out of the company. At this Jeff's point. probably like, I'm so glad this happened. 
because I could continue flipping people off. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. Just, yeah, that's he's been doing like, like, no, man, really, fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. He's probably, fuck you, man. <laughs> he's like, hey, man, this is my fucking meth cooking nose, man. Hey, man, I ain't gonna I let you. I ain't gonna I let know. you violate like that, bro. Hey, let them tell him to stop violating his parole. I mean, Anyways, hey, just keep okay, on, just keep Joe. Okay, Joe. Let's <laughs> share with the class. Uh, okay, I'm gonna whoop both y'all ass. <laughs> no, I mean, look, like I ain't got, I got, I got love for you. He's in a good place, dog. Don't trigger him, man. I got more love for Jeff. Then, pe- then people, you know, I, I would I would uh, let on mm-hmm. just because I come from the old school of appreciating a lot of what he's done. But, man, like when, when he came to AW and then he got tripped up again, I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, but I don't think that was drug. No, nah, it, it, it was the alcohol. I, uh, I, I think he got pulled over for a DUI. And shit. Oh, oh, yeah. Because remember they had, to, they had yeah. to pull the Hardys out of that whole tag match which, with the Bucks yeah, and uh, what's it? Sucked. I can't remember the other team. Oh, oh it was uh, the Bucks and uh, Jurassic Express. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's the, that's that's the, the for me that was the camel that broke the. Uh, the Honestly, the that was gonna be a fun match too. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. it, it like it just it was the straw that broke the camel's back. They got the music and everything, bro. I'll be honest, you bro. Know, the like the juke to, for, was for, the juke was trending yeah. for a bit, and then for, that happens. But, I, that was the one. That was the one time I was actually disappointed. You know what I mean? I mean to be honest, nothing beats that sting match for me. Like, oh I'm, no, I'm you're right. To, I'm not here to give passes. Hey, yo, but if, if he, it's not that, you know what I mean? Like, what if he comes back with the red paint though? Like he's like he's nah. going full heel and he's like, yeah, I'm accepting it. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah, yeah. let he you like, violate, bro. He does nah. a whole CM Punk promo in the restaurant. You got no, 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 I can't. I don't know what you're you talking about. <laughs> I, I don't know what you talking about. I don't, re- I don't recollect. Hey, Matt was in yeah. it too, so I the can't. Dream, you know. The dream does not recollect. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, you know, shout out, shout out to. I don't want anyone getting hurt. Period. Yeah, yeah. No, Chokes aside, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? How I feel about it aside. You know what I mean? But so hopefully he's. Uh, gonna be okay because I mean, once you, they all, they both older, dude. Yeah. So it's like uh, I will say, going back to the impact thing, it was a weird relationship, but both Kenny and Christian were your world champions in yeah. that time. So yeah, and, you know, and, it's not a bad yeah. trade off. No, of, I mean, you know, in terms then, of the it, annals of TNA history, and right? they they allowed Christian to beat Kenny Omega because of it mm-hmm. uh, to win the title, which I was really surprised at the time because they were protecting. And I think Omega he put like over Josh Alexander, right? Who's that? Christian? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised from one Canadian yeah. to another. You know, they're all, which is also a good They're good, nice. They're usually you know, nice. So <laughs> I mean he, he knows Scott. Oh yeah. So you're gonna be sorry. Yeah. You imagine if Scott Dumore got on and joined the patriarchy? Oh. I think he like I wouldn't be mad if he like started his own dude. Yeah, yeah. I oh. think that'd be way better. Like him oh, you imagine if he pulled together like all the four. I was thinking of, I was guys, thinking like, like Ethan Page. Ethan Page, like lethal um, maybe. No, I don't know, because Lethal's kind of... I, I'm sick of the shit he's doing with Jerry, but... Oh, oh, if he rolls with them. But then they got Sanjay, too, already. They don't really need it more. Yeah. Maybe maybe Taya and, like, Johnny TV. I don't know. Maybe Brian... Yeah, see, maybe them, not a group, but then you're but thinking maybe... about Brian Cage, and then you're thinking about, like, other people that... I mean... Yeah, because I was thinking that, too. Because Cage... Uh, I mean, I've been saying it for months, does not fit with the Mogul Embassy, but he's getting a lot of TV time, but yeah. for, like, no reason. <laughs> like, really. I, and, I mean, shout out to him. He, he's, uh... Yeah, because there was a I, random I, match that got announced for next bro, week. Bro, like <laughs> the crazy thing is, like we're he just hurt, like we're older than him by mm-hmm. like months. Still got heat with you, brother. <laughs> Don't think I forgot. Volcano hey. heat, Vesuvius heat. Hey, for the record, that is Doc talking, not not sequence, not Quincy Jones. Not. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't want it to be any misconstrued when you when you pull up, <laughs> sir. So Cage, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, that's like people like talk. Talk, 
<laughs> and you're like, can we at least make it a, a cinematic match? By the way, did, did you hear this pitch that someone said a heel Seth Rollins teaming up with Pretty Deadly to form a new faction would be amazing? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of not mad at it, Doug. I was just but the think, wardrobe bro, alone I was just all. thinking about Pretty Deadly just literally the other night. I was like, man, they, they, was like, it was cool that they had him go to the main roster. But then, like, they're kind of just like, you know, well, one guy, one guy hurt. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they just kind of, I, I think they're back now, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, but I hope so. Well, yeah, anything well. else? Uh, no, that was pretty much it on the uh, news side, my dude. All right. Well, if you don't mind, I do not. I'm going to get into the, uh, the NXT stuff. Pretty big night. Pretty big night. Let's do it. Um, Start off with your favorite. Mm-hmm. A little matter four action, huh? That's, that's your, that's your flavor at 31. Hey. Let me say this. Let me say this. <laughs> They're not my favorite, but that entrance goes hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, it's where, a well, where, they, where they have well the, four, the four different colors. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, yo, why does it look, look like Power Rangers or oh, some well, shit I, coming out? It's funny because like, I'm thinking, like, it looks like when you're picking, like, the two on two in a video game. Like they all have their own little screens and they're like, yeah, Shh. yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good way but, to But put that it Power Ranger one, it's like, who the hell's Black Falcon? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely has a. a uh, def- I'm yeah. the Green Falcon, guys. Hey, what'd you say, Black Falcon? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it's so in the custom. Like, that's can they so, get away with this? That's so what a Black Falcon that's would so, say. That's so Black Falcon. Well, what the fuck <laughs> does, does that, that mean? mean? Well, this, that's Keen Peel, guys. If you... Green Falcon. I mean, Black Falcon out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. we started off with Noam Dar and Oramensa. Mm-hmm. Um, they're chilling and relaxing in their locker room before their match against Robert Stone and Von Wagner. When Stone and Wagner pushed open the door and yelled, sneak attack, like from last week, <laughs> they jump Noam and Mensa and start fighting from the backstage area toward the ring as they pass Stone's kids on the way yeah. as they say, Operation Sneak Attack was a success. This is the kids say? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, holy Macaulay Culkin, Batman. Man. Uh, all four men are ringside now is Vaughn and Stone. Well, they the, gir- the girls, the girls are there, doing? too. They got some sad cards? They, they getting paid? What's I don't up? know. <laughs> they could. They low-key. Yo, he need to float that into the new sweet life of, of Zach and Cody, yeah. like real talk. Oh, man. Because okay. I heard they're, they're called, I think, uh, Carter and Cody. Maybe maybe it's not Cody. It's like Cody. It's like Carter and something. But, like, I guess they're the same age, but, like, not twins. So, oh, like, okay. like, a few months apart. I'm like. Hey, Stone, I see Whatever you say. Get it in, homie. <laughs> um, hey, hey, okay, okay, I see. He's like, they don't call hey, me Stone for nothing, bub. Hey, I see you pop that one out. What's up? Uh, he's like, you know what? How about another? Yeah, yeah, yeah word, word. Uh, all four men are ringside now, and the ladies are there as well. Uh, they hit dual scoop slams on Mensa and Dar on the outside. Bell finally rings, though. Vaughn throws uh, Mensa in, hits a big flapjack on him before hitting a, a spitting sidewalk slam. Uh, tagging in Stone, who hits a, a middle rope fist, uh, fist drop. I'm like, yo, I ain't seen you hit that in a minute, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that, that used to be it's, that. Let me ask you this. Is Stone in gear? He's in, not in gear. He has black pants and yeah, his hands yeah. are taped. Okay. But he's, you know, his, 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 uh, his body, you know, he's physical looking good. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and, and, and they talk about him, though, you know. Mensa fights back with a wicked ass uh, kind of a low-key style uh, rolling wheel kick. You know what I'm talking about? That, that uh, like, lo- I think it's like the... The low key crush kick, that that running fucking front flip kick. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, he hit that shit crazy. Um, Mansa hit that. Yeah, oh, okay. Tags in Dar, who continues to punish Stone as commentary makes reference to Stone's past as an in ring competitor, and even mentions him facing the likes of Kurt Angle in the past. Which I was like, so y'all are in bed with mm-hmm. TNA. I feel like, but then again, you think about the only person mentioned TNA was who? Kurt Angle. Mm. Mm. 
Yup. Well, you know what's I was you know (laughs) unpopular uh, opinion. I felt like although Jordan Grace did come in on the Royal Rumble, like it wasn't that long ago where Mickey James was. Yeah, no, no, no. She opened the door. Kind of did the same thing. So it makes me wonder, like, is there a partnership or is it just more the same? You know, I don't know. I mean, you even got like, I mean, not that it matters, but you have a lot of former guys in the back of WWE agenting too. You know, you got like Abyss back there. Mm -hmm. Um, You also have Aldis. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's true. Who knows? I don't know, man. I mean, you even got Richard who can't stand Aldis for whatever fucking reason. But I don't know. I'm Who's old. this? Bruce Richard. I mean, oh. since back when Bruce Richard was still producing or being, uh, I think he was. You can't stand Aldis. Okay, dude. Aldis uh, always oh, oh, says oh, well, that he was over at Teenage. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You. That's why I'm like, it's weird that he. I mean, because even to the point where like he, I guess he would try out for WWE a lot, and for whatever reason he. Just... I think back then, and not to take too much uh, time away from your review, from what I heard, is a lot of people viewed. Magnus, as as he was, as like Dixie's pick, and Dixie True. was clearly picking him for reasons other than professional. He was a well oiled, you know, well oiled machine, you know, tone dude that with a Baby British oil. accent. Yeah, like yeah. just in the sense of like, so he while he thought he was being groomed for a push. Some thought he other was being had a, for had other a different things. Idea. Yeah. yeah, okay. And she and, wasn't and, really giving him a reason to and not And they were think like, that. hey, that's AJ's woman. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's yeah. always that fucking... And then Scott Hall always has that, that like, hey, I'll just slip Dixie in a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, no, Scott. No, don't, don't. You're still under contract. You can't say that out loud. Bully's like, uh, let me just put it through a table first. I just want to talk to her. I just want to put it through a table. I just want to table her. I just want to table her at the ECW arena. I just want to light the table on fire. I uh, Dar, uh, he lands a nice flatliner, but Stone is able to fight back and get the hot tag to Vaughn, who takes out Dar with some shots in the big boot before landing the, I don't know what it's called, but it's like that double spin out slam he used to do as a finish. You like, it, it's basically, um, you know what I mean? He, he, he double hooks him like a butterfly. Lifts oh him up yeah. And yeah. What's out. his name used to do that? James Storm. Uh, James Storm. I know Hangman used that at one point. Did he? Yeah. He, That's... it was a very short while. He called it the, uh, not the coming of age, but something like that. It, it was, it was another way to was, say that, but yeah, it was, was this yeah. back in like the decade days. It was right before. It was in between Ring of Honor, Bullet Club days, and AEW. Like before he started in AEW. Hmm. Yeah, it, it was a very small pocket of time. That I got to see it. that. Yeah, because yeah. um, that that don't really mix well with the rest. No, of it doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah. Mensa tries to interrupt, but uh, uh, Vaughn's able to get off a double choke slam on both guys before tagging in Stone, who hits a big splash off the shoulders of Vaughn for hey. a near fall. Uh, which it would have been, should have been the, the finish, but Mensa's there to break it up. Uh, Vic Joseph mentions that uh, Noam Dar likes to cheat more than Tristan Thompson as Vaughn tags back in and tries for a powerbomb on him, but Jakari and Lash Legend get on the apron to distract the ref as Mensa then runs in, chop blocks uh, Vaughn's leg, uh, so Noam Dar lands on top of him. Uh, I forgot what they call it, like that, uh, I guess, Ray Mysterio style. Oh yeah, and okay. then and then and then hooks his leg for the pin. I was like, "That's whack as fuck." That's how he won. Oh, that's how they won the match. Oh, yeah, okay. I was like, and then the other thing too, I was like, "Why do a a, a chop block when they just had like that's what they've been having Mello do?" I guess it's called a twisting butterfly suplex. Sure, that's like the yeah tactical thing. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like, what's the difference between that and the uh, <laughs> someone the also one calls that, it the butterfly slam? Well, what's the difference between that one and um the one that? Uh, Angelo Kevin. does Angelo Dawkins because he he has like a one. It's like a oh does he? Okay, it's, oh, it's, it's a neck breaker. It's like a oh yeah yeah okay got you. I, I don't know man. These guys be doing a lot of moves that are a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, whack ass win. 
Uh, but later, uh, we see a backstage segment uh, with Vaughn and Stone kind of, you know, bummed from the loss as they're approached by Lexus King, who makes light of their loss and tries to tell Stone about uh, his two brat kids uh, needing to look up to a winner like him before walking away as Stone and Vaughn get upset for him talking about his kids. Then after that, we see uh, the no-quarter catch crew in Metaphor's uh, locker room admiring the Heritage Cup when Dar and Mensa, uh, they walk in taking umbrage as Noam calls for security and Mensa calls them criminals and accuses them of trying to steal the cup. Uh, but Charlie Dempsey then steps up and says they're not going to steal it. They're planning on winning it. Noam laughs it off while Damon Kemp in his uh, real tough voice says, you know, because he takes offense to him laughing, says uh, that the no-quarter catch crew are planning on representing the Heritage Cup correctly as they, as they uh, mm-hmm. slowly walk out, you know. Was that what's his name? I said Damon Kemp, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. With, his, with his tough voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have the braids this time. He just had a regular uh, – he had it pulled back in like a – it was like the most – Bronson Reedus type of hair, like pullback ponytail look. Mm-hmm. I was like, they already got one, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't do something different. Yep, exactly. Where your brother at? <laughs> <laughs> where, you, where your brother at? Is he growing his shit out too? Y'all could be like Jay and Jimmy, I guess. Fuck. <sighs> nope. Anyways, Chase U segment. You would have loved this. Um, we see like a moving guy in some coveralls with his back, to, you know, to, to the camera. But he has like a dolly. He's wheeling it uh, in the Chase U podium back in place, uh, much to the delight of Andre Chase as he blesses uh, the moving guy for not getting a scratch on it. He then reaches into a box and re-awards Duke Hudson with his MVP trophy again for the hey, second time. As okay. He says, now all is right in the world. And that is all because of J.C. motherfucking James. <laughs> <laughs> fucking blanket out, of course. Uh-huh. Then says, uh, Andre Chase, uh, Andre Chase University is fucking back and better than ever. Uh, leads a huge J.C., J.C., J.C. chant. Is, uh, we then see uh, Adriana Rizzo, um, if you remember, she's the one. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> yeah, with, the, with the family. I like what they're doing with it, too. But oh, okay. it's but it's getting a little bit big cast, Enzo, Carmelo. Yeah, yeah. But they're I, adding too much to it, I think, a little bit. Better. Well, they weren't doing so much a mafia thing, but they are. So I think that's kind of the line, and they just need to stick on that side of the line. Mm-hmm. But when you get into two guys in the third, uh, and, and the third being a, a female competitor and manager, then you're like, okay, this is starting to look a little familiar. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, you know, regardless, she she shows up out of nowhere and uh in the middle of this and then um what's her name jc actually approaches her with a an envelope with uh apparently money made from the calendars with rizzo uh you know commenting as as how it feels a little bit heavier than usual and uh jc says yeah we made more sales than what was uh, projected uh, so i threw in a little extra for you and uh in turn asked that uh you know if tony d and stacks retain the tag titles tonight because they had the Tag championship yeah, yeah. match against the Wolf Dogs. Mm-hmm. To uh, uh, tell him to throw a look at, towards my boys Duke and Chase for the titles, huh? And Rizzo's like, "I'll talk to the Don and see what I could do." <laughs> I was like, yeah, "This is crazy." <laughs> you have something for me? You have places to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, uh, that's why I kind of fuck with it. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, it's before you know they they, they kind of split. Uh, you know, kind of end their business as uh, everyone kind of like is hush and like whispering like oh i wonder what they were talking about what mm-hmm. talking? and then yeah and then she turns back around jc and then she's like well and then everyone's like jc jc so i was like <laughs> i guess they're just like they just trust her now you know what i mean they're yeah, like yeah, they're like course. hey she's making moves and she didn't seem like real devious she's like she's still i'm not, I'm not mad because you could tell it's going to be some sort of splitting point at some point like well i think she's gonna sleep with the with riley i think so too i, I mean it, it was the night because like, they were supposed to have that date so you did see a little bit of like 
uh, what's her name? Um, Tia, like, so I'm gonna go talk to Riley. Because mm-hmm. we have a date tonight, and then just fucking <laughs> dips off, and I was like, oh jeez, mm-hmm. <laughs> calm down, girl. Yeah, calm down. Well, you know, so it's it's her first boyfriend. <laughs> she didn't have no boyfriend in high school. I mean, we have this is her first boyfriend is in wrestling in, in, you know, in, so. in college. We yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there you go. Yeah. From here, we had a uh, Rich Holland, uh, which I thought was supposed to be three separate matches, like week to week. Like he'd have to beat one to get to the other, but apparently, it's at the same no, time. No, it's a uh, it's a gauntlet match called the Gallus Gauntlet. So he was oh, supposed okay. to run the gauntlet of that. Uh, Rich takes on Wolfgang first. They go blow for blow a bit before uh, Rich is able to hit a clothesline out of the corner. Hits a running knee before Wolfgang takes over the match with a kitchen sink and a running senton. They go back and forth, uh, countering a vertical suplex, you know, where they, they, they keep lifting and then they're like, no. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then Ridge gets the better of it and hits a, a big suplex before picture in a picture. During picture in picture, though, Ridge actually hits the Northern Lights Bomb, or what they call the Northern Grit, yeah. uh, for the win. And then he's moving on to Mark Coffee, and then you know, of course I had to go back and watch this during the break because I don't usually, you know, keep yeah, up during the break. No. Uh, Coffee's targeting Ridge's leg for a bit before trying for a crossbody from the middle rope, but Ridge catches him, hits a gunslinger, um, and follows with the the Norton Lariat, uh, you know, the behind the back, yeah, clothesline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also uh, hits an overhead belly to belly. Ridge hits the Northern Lights bomb on Mark Coffee, goes for the pin, but Joe Coffee interferes and pulls his. His leg, because he's like close to the rope, so he pull he breaks up the pin by pulling his leg out, and he starts like jumping him, and then the refs, because uh, they had two other refs down there to make sure they didn't, you know, because they weren't waiting, like they weren't gonna be like, okay, we're waiting for our music to hit. They were just all down there, but gotcha. they were like, okay. these other two refs are here to keep them at bay so that they don't try to get, you know, uh, they they were basically involved before their turn. Yeah, they they were ready to just slide right in, basically. Like, yeah, and and, and what ended up happening is like, yeah, they just ended up fucking throwing the match out. <laughs> I was like. And it's, okay. and it's gone. And it's gone. The refs, uh, yeah, because a three on one started. Gallus tried to uh, attack uh, Ridge with a chair, but he miraculously gets free, fights all of them off long enough to grab the chair himself and attack all three men like two or three times with the chair. Really wears the chair out on Mark before the refs have to come in and stop him before Ridge backs up into a corner, looking shook from his actions. Again, another fucking Shawn Michaels trope. The whole, mm. mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my god. And then commentaries. Trying to ask the hard questions of Ridge, maybe coming to terms with having a, a weird specialty for being able to put guys on the shelf. I'm like, oh my god, don't don't do that. Why? Like, yeah, I was like, that's that's a weird. Why are you leaning into that? That's what I like, said. You know. Meanwhile, Big E's out here doing guest commentary. Yeah, like, jeez, I don't know what's up. With... Shout out to Big E. Yes, <laughs> that's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Shout out to Big E. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lola Vice, Tatum Paxley. Uh, out the gate, Lola hits a takedown on Paxley, who tried to sneak her, but uh, Paxley hits the, uh, this really unique back roll counter before... Uh, Paxley's tr- really innovative, dog. Yeah, she's gotten real better. Uh, really better, I should say. Much better is the best way to say mm-hmm. that. And uh, if you remember, she this came out as a result <clears throat> of her trying to cash in <laughs> the, the contract that was already cashed in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, back roll counter into the O'Connor roll. Lola quickly counters into the a rear naked choke, though, but uh, Paxley again back rolls it to a, a pin. Uh, Paxley's able to hit a running basement form for landing a jumping split leg, uh, leg uh, or oh, el- split leg elbow drop. Yeah, Best she, way yeah, I could. Yeah, I, yeah, I know exactly. What okay, you're so it's like, yeah, like, I've like, seen like it before. I was like, I don't want. I had a hard time describing frog. it too. Yeah, because yeah, I know Bianca does a version of the the frog splash standing frog. Yeah, it's like exactly that. like like yeah, it's a, like a split like jumping split leg elbow drop. And I remember thinking that's a lot for elbow drop, but okay. I mean, maybe gives gives that extra height. 
Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, Lola fights back with some collar and elbow uh, knees and lands a vicious basement uh, big boot before we see uh, the women's champion Lyra Valkyra come down, mysteri- uh, curiously, to ringside, seemingly to cheer on Paxley, even though she's always spending most of her time trying to get away from her. Uh, Paxley starts stringing together some offense, tries for a schoolgirl, but Lola kicks out and hits a tornado kick for a near fall. Lola teases Paxley and Lyra before uh, landing a brutal back fist for another near fall. Lola finally... Uh, <laughs> Lola... Lola finally hits the spin kick on Paxley, but she gets her foot on the ropes. Lola then just kind of locks in. Uh, it was like a, a a version of the code of silence, like head scissors sleeper. Yeah, except yeah. I noticed she locks like her leg around. Yeah, uh, I think I, I brought this up. It's like uh, a, almost a like a past review. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a modified triangle. A little bit. Show. Yeah. yeah, it's it's real interesting. Paxley uh, passes out, but doesn't give up. Lola then uh, takes uh, one of her arms. Oh, I'm sorry. No, oh no, my, my bad. Lola takes the win. I, I've sent up to reading the same line twice. Uh, later, we see Lyra with Tatum in um, medical getting checked as Shotzi appears. Uh, again, tying into what you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they've uh, been going back and forth online recently. I, I have no idea. Uh, her, them being uh, Shotzi and Lyra, but pretty much Lyra agreed to give her a title shot next week. Uh, later in the show, we saw Roxanne Perez just like walk into a, you know, the women's locker room and just starting complaining out loud about how she's waited a whole year to get her one-on-one shot for the Women's Championship, how Lola uh, ruined it by making it a three-way at Vengeance Day, and now Shotzi just gets a one-on-one. Why? Because she just puts out a tweet, and she's just like, Ava's just handing out championship matches now. And then, like, Ren Sinclair's there. She tries to, like, relate to her. We're like, uh, Roxanne's like, how do you feel? How, how can you possibly feel how I feel? You just got here. Yeah. <laughs> Ren then suggests, like, well, you know, uh, Shotzi's also pretty decorated herself. But she suggests that Roxanne could possibly challenge the winner of that match between Lyra and Shotzi. But before she can even get the full sentence out, Roxy just like punches her in the fucking mouth, dude. Like out of yeah, nowhere, she's just been on dips some off. Other shit, yeah, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Um, Me or you? <laughs> yeah, she just, the way it looked, I'm like, that was a shoot. Uh, Tony D backstage segment. We see uh, Luca Crucifino. Uh, he is just sitting down, pretty much with uh, what's it called? Uh, with the Don. Just talking to him, saying, like... I see. I remember thinking that he should join them. Well, this is what he says. He says, There's a fine line between anarchy and justice, and I live on that edge. You were pressured into this match. You were the Don of NXT. Hell, you're the tag team champions. No one should tell you guys what to do. And then he just looks at him. He's like, who are you? <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> he puts his hand out. I'm Luca Crucifino. And he just shakes his hand. He's like, good luck tonight, sir. And then Tony just accepts the handshake. He's like, I'll see you around. And so... it. Different, definitely, like, they're playing it like it's an actual kind of week-to-week, uh, what, do you, what do you want to call it? Like a, a show, almost. Like these yeah, developments yeah, yeah. of the little mm-hmm. wrinkles. And I'm like, that's what I meant by, like, oh, okay, you can tell that they're relying on certain people that you didn't see really a bunch of use for in, in yeah, the beginning. Yeah. But then you see, oh, okay, I can see how this guy can play into this or play into that, which I'm like, that's a good use of using these people instead of trying to present them all as, like, the next big thing out of the PC all at once. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, seriously, yeah. But uh, slow, slow burn. Yeah, no, it was it was it was good. Uh, but then also, uh, you know, um, Adriana comes in talking about how they all have a big night tonight. Rizzo goes off for her match uh, since the family has to stay behind. Oh, um, it's Rizzo against Jada Parker. I don't know if you remember. I didn't even know Rizzo even. Oh, oh, I, you know, you did bring that up. Yeah, I, it's one of those things where I keep forgetting that she actually wrestles and she's not just on screen. But yeah, go. My bad. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, yeah, so she has her match with Jada Parker, so she, you know, they have to stay behind since OTM's not going to be there. So Tony, he, he's just talking to Stax, and he's talking about how tonight there's no guessing, there's no doubting, 
Baron and Braun are destroyers in that ring, so we got to crack skulls first and ask questions later. Mm-hmm. It's standing deliver season, capiche? So, uh, you know, he's trying to get his, his uh, rally the troops, so to speak. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Uh, Adriana Rizzo versus Jada Parker. Uh, Rizzo tries for a drop kick, but Jada just swats her away, smothers her in the corner. Uh, Ruff has her back, uh, her back to, or, or has to back her down um, because she's just, you know, being f- super aggressive. Uh, Rizzo means business now. She uh, takes off her earrings <laughs> oh, okay. and hits this 10 count punches in the corner, but Jada takes uh, back uh, over after hanging Rizzo up in the middle rope and landing a running springboard hip drop. Um, like she like ran, jumped, and then like just sat on her. I was like, God damn. Uh, Rizzo tries for a few quick pin attempts, but ultimately takes the L after Jada hits a running forearm for the. I don't know why. Every person that's like doesn't have a finish yet, they're like, hey, running forearm. Yeah, yeah. Zion Quinn, running mm-hmm, forearm. Mm-hmm. Hey, you. Jada Parker, running forearm. Like, uh, there was someone, uh, what's his name, had a running forearm. It sucks. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, we did get a, a Dijak pre-tape, and I wouldn't even say this if it wasn't uh, related to the next uh, match. Fairly short, as Dijak is sitting at a small table with his shades on. Uh, you can see the reflection of him watching footage from his frames. Footage of him uh, beating Joe Gacy at Vengeance Day, and also footage of Gacy costing him his match last week. Uh, against Ilya, as Dijak himself looks annoyed, he slams the tablet he's watching the footage on as he uh, places a small duffel bag on the table, unzips it slightly to look in it, nods in approval before zipping it back up, and then the screen just goes black. Moving on to this, hmm. you get a match of uh, Carmelo Hayes and Joe Gacy. It's a great match. Uh, Melo, uh, he attacks Gacy immediately, but Gacy, a- able to land a back body drop, tries to go buckle to buckle with a face smash. Uh, Melo puts on the brakes as Gacy's able to hit a crazy innovative pendulum backbreaker and lands a snap suplex. Uh, Melo able to get back in the game with the running springboard clothesline he always hits. Uh, he tries to chop Gacy in the corner, but Gacy quickly turns it around with some chops of his own and some straight-up headbutts in the corner. Uh, Gacy lands a running senton for a two-count and uh, is able to slow down uh, Melo with a rest hold before hitting another back body drop. Uh, Melo fights back with some headlock punches and throws Gacy out of the ring. But Gacy quickly crawls underneath the ring. Uh, Melo gives chase, of course, trying to look underneath the apron skirt for Gacy, who has already emerged on the other side of the ring and slides into the uh, slides in to hit a running suicide dive on Melo, who is, of course, distracted from looking for him. Uh, Gacy mocks, uh, and, and right after, <laughs> this was actually pretty hilarious. He hits the su- suicide uh, dive, mm-hmm. and then, like, the crowd goes crazy, and then he, he uh, mocks the... Uh, the the Carmelo like shooting, oh, does he? <laughs> and then it's just kind of just funny that he does it, and then and then they go into picture and picture break on that. I was like, oh okay, y'all trying to give him some juice. I see, I see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, back from break, Melo has a single uh, crab locked in. Gacy Mule kicks his way out of it, hits a societal suplex with Melo landing really dangerously on top of his head, uh, and he follows up with a spinning uranagi for a near fall. Uh, Melo tries for the suplex cutter. Uh, but Gacy counters with a sit-out Samoan driver, or I guess the the, the landslide, whatever, oh, okay. for a near fall. Melo tries for nothing but net, but instead hits uh, the suplex cutter finally for a two-count of his own. He calls for the first 48, but Gacy evades and hits a boss man slam. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Gacy then tries to follow up with the handspring lariat. Or he, I think he's called a, a really good in-ring, but I think he doesn't have well, I think the right they, I, kind of opponents all the time. Yeah, like, I think they're familiar with each other from Evolve. Oh, okay, I think gotcha. both of them. But because even Josh Briggs, he's another guy that you know he used to be a whole different character in Evolve. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. But anyways, yeah, he uh, he tries for I think it's called with the upside down, right? The lariat. Mm-hmm. He tries for the upside down, but Melo catches him with the first forty eight on, on the on the handspring back. It was clean as fuck. You know, yeah, uh, he, hits, he gets him, man. Yeah, he hits the first forty eight and then uh, tops the tops that with the nothing but net for the win. 
Post match, Mello is telling he tells he looks into the you know stares down the the barrel of the camera as they say, and tells Ilya that yo I'm the last one left and the count is days. Uh, then after Mello leaves the ring and is celebrating his win up the ramp, you see Dijak out of nowhere attack Gacy from behind with the nightstick. Uh, and I was like, boss man slam, nightstick, what's going on here? Mm. Uh, Dijak then pulls out the same small duffel bag he had in the video, unzips it to reveal a straitjacket. Dijak mm. continues to attack Gacy as he struggles to get the straitjacket on him while Gacy is just laughing maniacally the entire time. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I found my jacket. <laughs> 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 he's just like trying not he's like not letting up but he's like still just la- like like it's a game to him Dijak's finally able to strap him in as Gacy rolls around and is able to stand himself up like crazy quick like he's like bitch I can still get on my feet mm-hmm. tries to defend himself but you know forgets he can't use his arms his fucking Dijak just like hits him with the discus boot <laughs> no hands and like he had to just fucking take the discus boot right in the Damn, face okay. yeah uh, so, yeah, that was the only reason I had to bring that up. I'm like, I guess they're going to restart that shit. Yeah. Um, after that, we had another three faces uh, vignette, short and sweet. It said that goodness is a man's struggle. Evil, however, is human nature. I did see this. Uh, I saw it screenshotted. I wasn't sure if it was new or old or whatnot. So as far as, far as I know, you know, I don't really follow the digital stuff or the, the social stuff. I just go with, with what they show on the show. Mm-hmm. But some stuff I'll catch in live, but, you know, not all the time. Anyways, uh, moving forward, uh, we only have a few things here. Uh, we have a, a in-ring promo, a segment, and uh, one last match. Well, two two matches, but whatever. Obafemi in-ring promo. This is really good. Mm. Um, I, I'm a fan of his, dude. Uh, he, he's really good on the mic. Uh, he said, you, you cannot argue with prophecy. And still, the North American champion. Still, the mountain of NXT. And still, the man, Obafemi. Crowd hitting the woo again after every sentence. Mm. Uh, calls Dragon Lee a proud warrior, but says he showed at Vengeance Day that it takes more than a fighting spirit to take the title away from him. A title around the waist of a normal superstar means prestige, but for him it represents supremacy, which makes him the alpha, uh, the alpha species of NXT. Says Dragon Lee was the first casualty, but not the last, and warns that you could send anyone to try and take this title away. But warns, don't send anyone that you want back, which mm. I, I love. Ooh, okay. Because uh, I've heard it before. I just can't remember where that's from. It's from some movie, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. still, like, you see the size of this dude. You're like, yeah, I like this. Lexus King, of all people, interrupts him. Not his only uh, appearance on the show. Uh, as he says, he wants to personally come down to congratulate him on all of his latest success, but confesses he's uh, there's something he's been wanting to get off his chest. As he points out, and I didn't know this, I guess Obafemi, is, uh, he calls himself the ruler. Mm. He's like, but, I, but I'm a Brady the King. Isn't that kind of funny? <laughs> Obi's just staring daggers through the king, so, so to speak. Tell you that that's Michael Michael K. Williams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, nah, yeah. The he, story, hey, he got that look where yeah, it's like, bro. Ooh. Imagine if he had the scar too. Oh, blood. That'd yeah, cool. yeah, definitely. He basically tells him to make his point. His king feels that uh, he's the one who softened up Dragon Lee for him to cash in his breakout tournament contract to win the North American Championship to begin with, and claims that he is the one who placed the title on Obafemi's shoulder. And it will be the king who takes it off. Oba says he doesn't deal with empty threats. His king warns him that it wasn't a threat, but it's a promise. And a king always keeps his promises. Oba grants him the title shot next week before uh, the king tries to cheap. Oh, he actually does. He, he cheap shots him. Tries for the coronation, but Oba counters and tries for a power bomb before the king ducks out. Uh, out of the ring to retreat, but a uh, pretty good segment to be From honest. From what I, I've searched, it seems like that uh, that quote is a Chell Sonnen quote. 
Yeah, apparently it's like Jeez. in a top twenty-five best Chael Sonnen quote. Like, a, like it's all over. A, send anyone you want, but don't send no, anyone you Chell, want. No, because Chael's one of the top like speakers in yeah. in, in, in uh, battle. I mean, combat sports. I guess you want to call it. Just yeah, period. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because honestly, bro, I'm looking, like all these. There's only one video that's not Chael Sonnen. Actually, it is Chael Sonnen. Look at that. He uploaded himself. It's it's all coming back to Chael. So yeah, apparently. Man. Hey, definitely someone, sounds some, like a badass some, movie quote, though. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like some shit that should have been in the movie. Which, if it hasn't been, you're like, who, who the fuck is right? <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chat GBT. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a Briggs Jensen backstage segment. Remember how it went last week? We see Briggs again talking to a couple of no name PC guys again backstage. When we see they fired up Jensen, busted the door like his fucking roadhouse. He's like, <laughs> he tells Briggs, "You said you need to grow some." He said, "I need to grow some balls." To which Briggs is like, "It took you a week to think of that," and then they just start brawling, bro. <laughs> and oh, then fucking okay. Ava Rain gets in the middle of them and yells at them to do their fighting out of the ring, which I'm guessing there's going to be something next week. Which, yes, it is confirmed uh, with the other matches next week. I'll get to that right now, uh, but first. Worth noting, I guess, Keanu James beat Brinley Reese with the 401k and a... Uh, oh, that's, that not, base, a, that's that, not a bad uh, name for that. Well, she does... Well, It's the, it's the old the, alternate tiebreaker, right? No, the tiebreaker, they tried to say, like, when she hit it, they didn't call it anything. Vic just like, oh. and, and she bankrupts Brinley. I'm like, you can't use bankrupt, bro. Mm. But but the other one, that, that um, sling blade into the fa- the flatliner... They call it that the 401k. Oh, I don't think I've seen her hit that. Okay. Yeah, it's That's like. That must be new. Yeah, it's like kind of like, you know, like the reverse sling blade into the bulldog, but instead of the bulldog, you go all the way around into a. Uh, oh, so she comes to. It's a rear sling yeah. blade. Okay, I yeah. see. I see. All right. Because um, I was like, isn't that just a spinning flat? Okay. Like, whatever you're, she you're wants like, to call it. That shit the Rock used to do is set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wrap around DDT. Yeah, there's. Yeah. <laughs> I still. I'm, I just got to say, I've never seen him ever do that fucking taunt that they gave him an attitude. The. The, the, the oh, just weird. once. I've uh, never yeah. seen him do it. Anyways, uh, next week, Roxanne Perez versus Ren Sinclair uh, because uh, Ava called her in her office like, yo, did you punch Ren Sinclair? She's like, yeah, and? She's like, and? <laughs> I was like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, she's just like, okay, well, okay, whatever, but what's up with this title match? Is she, is she at least easier to uh, it's not, digest? It's not happy-go-lucky. Okay, yeah, because yeah. that's my thing is, I'm just here, and I got bows in my hair, and I got girls watching me. Did I mention who I'm the an fuck AJ is, fan? And, and who said, you know. who, who's Bailey? <laughs> you know? uh, Josh Briggs versus Brooks Jensen in, in a singles, I'm supposing, unless they're going to change the step. Mm-hmm. Oba Femi versus Lexus King for, the uh, I believe, the North American Championship, and then also Lyra Valkyria versus Shotzi, obviously already confirmed uh, with the injury report earlier uh, for the Women's Championship. Um, main event. Tony Stacks or Tony D and Stacks versus Baron and Braun tag team championships. Uh, early in the night, we oh, saw okay. a segment with Baron trying to snap Braun out of thinking about his main roster contract options. And I uh, told him that, yo, I waited six years to hold another championship, man. And he's just stressing how much he really needs this. Tells him to get in the game. And then he even tells Braun that, yo, if we win, I'll meet you halfway. If we win the tag titles, I'll agree one time only to say the Wolf Dogs. <laughs> And for, of course, of course that's what snaps him out of it, and he's hyped now. It's like, what? This dude is. You're on. <laughs> you fucking bet your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, Tony and Braun man. start the match off with a tie-out before things get more physical as they trade running shoulder blocks. Stacks tags in. This is a good match for Stacks, too, man. I know you were ta- been telling me he's been getting good, um, getting better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really good adding by him. Um, Stacks tags in. We see some double-team action from uh, him and Tony on Braun before Braun's able to tag in Baron. Stax is surprisingly holding his own against Baron as he tags Tony back in and they take him out with a double suplex. 
Uh, Tony then hip tosses a running stacks into Baron sitting in the corner for yeah, a double that, team cannonball. That, yeah, the cannonball. Yeah. Uh, Braun comes running in as he suffers the same fate with another double team cannonball in the corner. Uh, the pace heats up as Bra- uh, Baron takes over control uh, of the match with a big Death Valley driver. I, I was like, "Yo, someone your size does not need to be hitting that shit, bro." Mm. It was crazy. Like he he did the running one. Yeah, like, he did it not too long ago. I forgot what match it was in, but I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, the run- the running version. Yeah, I yeah. was very surprised by that. Uh, but yeah, Stax runs in his a tornado DDT off the ropes, Trent Beretta style. Uh, Braun runs back in and takes him out with a power bomb, and then tries to uh, get off uh, the Frankensteiner off the rebound. On Tony D, but Tony D counters that into a sit-out powerbomb. Clean. Oh, okay. Uh, leaving all four men down before picture-in-picture break. Uh, back from break, though, Baron hits a deep six on Stax for a near fall. Uh, Stax takes out uh, Baron with a diving Euro- European uppercut from the middle rope. Uh, desperation style as they both hurry to get that hot tag. Braun and Tony both hot tag in now as Tony takes out both the Wolf Dogs, and I say that loosely, uh, with clotheslines <laughs> and side belly-to-belly suplexes, though. like he, He's hitting those, uh, those Ken Shamrock joints. Uh, Braun uh, tries for the diving bulldog from the middle rope, but Tony catches him in midair again and hits a spine buster instead, like turning with it like fucking uh, yeah. like, like uh, Triple H does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Tony tags in stacks as they hit a version of the- I always get worried when he hits that because it's the his knee. knee. Yeah. yeah. He needs to just switch knees mm-hmm. or get a titanium knee. or Unless just... he already did and we haven't noticed. Who knows? Or just don't even do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony tags in stacks as they hit a version of the redneck boogie for a near fall. Uh, it was just basically he held him in a powerbomb. And then he went for a jumping uh, neck breaker, and then you released him. Oh, okay, so, got you. Yeah, it wasn't like the, the Razor's Edge version, basically. Mm. Um, regular power bomb. Anyway, Stax tries to line up. Braun, that's the other guy I was thinking of earlier. He's another guy that, hit, that hits that running form, right, Stax? Yeah, he does. Actually. Yeah, so he's lining him up. I don't think it's his move, though, is it? I don't know. He was he was lining him up for it. Like, he was, like this is like the end. Oh, okay. Uh, but Braun counters with a rising knee as Baron comes in and basically hits my creative finisher. Whereas the suplex into the cutter, uh, but it looks way better than the way that Mello does it. Yeah, Mello um, hasn't hit a clean one in a, a minute. Well, he it's like a it's almost like a his is more like a gourd buster into a cutter, right? Yeah, yeah. And then him, like he did it the way I do it, where you, you lift them up and switch them in the air, and then like let them fall on their stomach behind. Oh, you, you mean like my chin check? No, your chin check's a stunner. <laughs> No, well, my chin check is the is the. Oh, truth. oh, you mean the truth and consequences? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I guess it's the cutter version of that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, so you hit that, but then like Bra- uh, Braun Breaker right after that picks him up and does literally like almost the same move, but he does it backdrop style. He lifts him up in the backdrop, so stacks backflips on his stomach, and he catches him last minute in a cutter. I was like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, y'all don't do these moves. Who did this? Braun. Braun? So Baron did, sorry, the, I, I, Baron I, did the first one, and the then suplex he, one, yeah, and then yeah. Braun like, didn't go for the pin. He lands it, and then immediately after, he picks him up. Hits that back flip fucking cutter shit. I was like, what the fuck? That's weird. Yeah, it was. I was like, y'all don't even do these moves. Uh, anyways, uh, honestly, too crazy a move for Braun to do, to be honest. Like they get a near fall. Stax tags in uh, Tony, who quickly eats a boss man slam from Baron, who tags in Braun as they do a Viking Raider style double team pop up power slam. Oh, really? Uh, Stax breaks up the pin, but then gets clotheslined to the outside by Baron, who in turn then gets clotheslined to the outside by Tony D who then gets cactus clothesline by Braun, leaving all four men at, at ringside. Crowd's getting hot at this point. Well, say, it sounds great. Uh, Baron gets thrown into the still steps as Braun tries to yoke up Tony for the military power slam, but Stax pulls him out of it as he and Tony uh, put Braun through the announcer's table with the double spine buster. It low-key looked like the H-bomb, but the way that they 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 pushed him through was like more like a spine buster. Gotcha. Like they cradled him up and then like slammed him. Like it was crazy. Hmm. 
Uh, Tony throws him back in the ring and almost gets the three count as Baron comes from out of nowhere for the save. Baron then uh, fights off both guys and hits stacks with the end of days before uh, Tony throws him out of the ring. But then Braun miraculously is already back up from the table spot, lines up stacks for the spear as the Wolfdogs take the win and become new tag champions. All right. So I guess that's clean, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where I guess it's like it, it leaves uh, whatever development they were trying to do with Chase U and uh, Rizzo with the whole, like, hey, if your boys win the night, look out for my boys. Well, there's still some uh, because I, I remember uh, there's, there's and it's some. And it's delivery season, capiche? <laughs> well, there, there's some, like, uh, uh, history with Braun and, and Chase, too. So I wonder if that's oh, okay, man. dropping them, too, or something. I don't he's know. He's like, I actually came here so I could pick out my new girlfriend because I ain't fucking with Cora no more. <laughs> yeah, bro. Are they not together? Oh no, they they wiped each other from their from their uh, social media like a couple Shit. weeks ago. I think before the Rumble. That's Damn. How, yeah, it's been okay. for a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you dropped the bag, dog. He's like, he's like, that's cool. Cause I'm gonna break up with you the same week you got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and you're fat. No, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> he starts like, doing like his dad. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like something. <laughs> I, I, I'm big bad booty dad. No, that's that's his uncle. His uncle. Oh, you're right. I, keep, I don't know why I keep uh, thinking that that Papa he acts Papa. more they, like they, his yeah, uncle. Yeah, they keep trying to make it seem like it's him, right? All he needs to do, because of his short haircut, is make it fucking diet blonde, right? Just go play. Yeah, blonde. seriously. He'll be he'll he'll be a uh, Petey uh, Maple Leaf Muscles older brother. Maple <laughs> <laughs> Leaf Muscles older brother. And I think Petey's there too. Petey's he's yeah, actually yeah. there. So how, yeah, like, how, oh. how is he not? Yo, he, that'd, main that'd, roster manager right there. That'd dog. be actually really cool. That'd be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but that's all I got, man. I know that was a little bit long, but we're gonna uh, hit a quick ad and then we're gonna come back. And uh, talk about dynamite. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Quincy Jones Go here, aka Brandon Washburn from Winter Circle Pro, reminding you guys that our next show is going down live Friday night, April 26th, American Legion Post 299 in Chino, California, as we gear up for Hard to Earn. That's right, Hard to Earn, the second coming of our second show ever, coming to you guys live April 26, 2024. And all you got to do is grab your tickets now at hard, the number two, earn.eventbrite.com. Again, hard to earn.eventbrite.com. Tickets are live and on sale, $25 front row, $20 for general admission. And do not forget to follow us on social media as we will be revealing all of the talent announcements as well as matchup announcements leading up to the big show. But first, you got to grab tickets and wear hard to earn.eventbrite.com. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Yep. We back. Yeah. I mean, I I caught dynamite, so I don't envy you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in, in terms of like, it was just a lot. Um, it's to the point where I'm like, oh, this is why he likes to just watch this shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I I was able to. I try to condense this. I mean, it's ten items really, you know. But I'll I'll get into it. Yeah, but yeah. We did kick it off uh, with what I would call was a. Brilliant stick of dynamite. Uh, John Moxley taking on Dax Harwood. John Daxley and Mox Harwood. Yep. Get it right. There you go. Um, you know, 
I don't know how long it took for you to rehearse that, but it, it, I just thought of how funny it was. I'm like, we don't usually get two guys with an X in their name. I know, yeah, the whole time it's like Mox, Dax, Dax, and Mox. It's like as I'm taking notes, but uh, you know, right before this footage shown from Collision of Mox and Claudio, they had a victory yeah. and then had a uh, post promo. Uh, but they basically laid down a challenge to any team or tag team, I should say, in the locker room, which is immediately answered by FTR. Which you know, this leads to a brawl and a pull apart. And uh, we see, uh, you know, right before the match starts, Cash notably walks to the back after escorting Dax to the ramp. You know, they're, like, really known for, like, yeah, we don't need to use the numbers game. You know what I mean? I know you can kick ass kind of thing, so I always love that. But uh, let's get to the spots, my friend. So after exchanging uh, insults in the form of flipping birds and kisses to the cheek, Dax and Mox start exchanging rounds in the form of chops and strikes. Uh, and they fight to the floor. Then Mox catapults Dax hard into the turnbuckle post. Dax really takes that spot pretty well. Uh, Dax- no, he made it. Yeah, he made it look really good. Yeah, Dax counters a ten punch in the corner with a running sit out power bomb. Uh, Mox blocks a bl- uh, brain buster twice before Dax attempts to suplex him near the ropes. So Mox holds on, causing both men to crash down hard always, into, onto I, the apron. I always into the worry floor. when I see that spot because I feel like someone is not going to get over their body over the rope. Like, yeah, quick the, enough. The way they, yeah, it's a seesaw, but it's dangerous. Yeah, and this happens before picture in picture. Uh, they continue to exchange rounds until it breaks down to a hockey fight, ending in both men knocking the other out with a stiff punch, which notably cuts Dax's fist open. Uh, Dax then cuts Mox off with a superplex like from the top rope. We get it, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he cuts uh, Mox off with a superplex from the top rope. Uh, Mox absorbs the wrist lock clothesline, only from Dax to absorb the King Kong lariat, and then floor Mox with another clothesline, and then lock in a sharpshooter. Uh, Mox and Dax counting each other's pile driver attempts, but Dax outsmarts him by going for a punch, only to fake him out and hit a desperation pile driver. But Mox kicks out after a slow pin, I should say. Because uh, that was a good pile driver he hit on Mox, for sure. No, yeah, he stuffed him. Yeah. Close, so Mox yeah. baits Dax outside, only to slide back into the ring and then kick the middle rope behind the ref's back on Dax as he tries to return and then follows with a cutter, curb stomp, and pile driver combination. Yeah, like, one after was like, the other. I was and like, then, Jesus. Uh, and then covers, but Dax kicks out at 2.9. Uh, but we see the finish come where uh, Dax, he blocks a paradigm shift, then it hits a brain buster for 2.5 before going for his diving headbutt. But Mox is able to catch him midair uh, or mid-landing, I should say, with a red naked choke in the center of the ring. And he puts up a hell of a fight, but Mox just basically squeezes tighter, causing him to tap out for the submission victory. But he refuses to let go. And so post-match, we see Dax start to pass out when Cash runs down to bulldog his way into Mox to force him to break the hole. Bro, those, punches. that dude was punching the shit out that dude. Yeah, he definitely was. Yeah. yeah. And then Cash continues to pummel Mox when he's tackled from behind by Claudio before he hits him with the neutralizer. Mox then continues to choke out Mox while using the uh, the rope. I'm sorry, Mox continues to choke out Dax while using the rope. And then Claudio forces Cash to watch while applying a crossface before they ultimately both let go and leap through the crowd. So... This is what's funny. Uh, I think it, it. They always try to make BCC sort of do heel things, but they always end up getting cheered anyway. I mean, they you can't. And help. I think that's what they're trying to do with put pinning them against FTR. Is they're trying to really like close the door on the on this heel turn? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. To me, I'm just surprised that they're still going that way because it just seems like their motive for every like every other time that they've been kind of trying to do the heel thing mm. and like. Every time they do it, they're not all together because some of them are like like Yuta right now is hurt, and I guess he's going to be back in time for that four on four that they announced. But no, I didn't even hear about that. Okay, that'd be interesting to see who's who's in that. 
it's them versus a bunch of the the CMLL guys. Oh jeez, okay, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, they they said Drillistico and you lot blew something junior and uh, but I'm like, I don't, I don't. No, okay. But well, we get a backstage that. interview with the Don Callis family. Uh, they're asked what's next after Dakeshta defeated Jericho last week. Callis says no one wants to wrestle Dakeshta or Hobbs after what happened last week. And with Revolution uh, on the way, the best wrestlers need to be on that card. Says he realized uh, he he basically comes up with a re- he says the resolution is within their own team basically. Yeah, I saw and, this. And, and and he so he says I'm gonna pit two of the uh, Callis family members against each other by and then he announces Takeshita is gonna take on Will Osprey for Revolution, uh, who had a hell of a send off by the way. Yeah, that was a great send off, and I mean I don't know why he says he's, he swears he's gonna come back. Well, because but... his contract allows him to go back to New. Oh, that's New cool. Japan. Okay, yeah. I mean, because I know he said that he last time we made the announcement officially he had to go fulfill the yeah. obligations first. Yeah, so. I, I'm. This is what I think it is: is he's not gonna be able to just pick and choose what he wants, but I think he his contract will allow him. A few days some, per some, year, some free yeah. reign and some stuff, yeah. Yeah. and I'm no doubt probably Forbidden Door, you know. So. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure. That's, yeah, that sounds about right. I thought it was weird because I, I already saw the announce. Like, Will Osprey was talking about it during the day before they talked about it on uh, Dynamite. Like, he was putting the graphic out there. I was like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was like, so does that mean he's not with the Don Callis family anymore? Which I thought was weird, but then seeing how he explained it, I'm like. Okay. Yeah, and then Don, yeah, he says, yeah, after a few drinks, my dad used to make me and my brothers fight each other all the time, and we're still family to this day, and says, that's the beauty of this match, because no matter what, the Don Callis family wins, and no one will be talking about Sting and Revolution after witnessing what he calls the match of the decade, so... Right. To me, it makes me think, like, is that why he beat Kenny and Jericho, so he can get to Osprey, the guy who beat both of them? Like, I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's one of those. Yeah, because he's the guy that said he'd be both of them. I'll beat these guys in two months, bluff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember he was like, he was uh, talking his shit at that uh, the, when he announced his signing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't surprise me in the least bit, to be honest. Um, it'll be a great match regardless, but I don't know if we needed to have them mix it up. I, mean, I don't know what's. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Here. Next, we got Wardlow taking on uh, hometown hero uh, Barrett Brown. Uh, I've never heard of Barrett Brown, but he I, was I've from heard, Texas, yeah. apparently. Uh, yeah. Adam Cole joins commentary during Wardlow's entrance, uh, but doesn't say a word <laughs> the entire time. Uh, and then At I noticed all. Wardlow was wearing a knee brace, which I don't know if you saw his match against Commander or Commandor, depending who you ask to pronounce it. Um, Commander. About two, about two weeks ago, he picked him up for the powerbomb. Oh. And, like, his knee buckled low-key. Like, I don't know if he just didn't plant his leg right. And oh. so a lot of people thought he tore something. He oh, did powerbomb him, but it was it was, a it was scary. Ride, yeah. yeah, it was definitely scary. And and so well, well, I ain't no, seen yeah, him in, in action since then. So I did notice it was kind of more, not the Austin kind, like more of a heavy-duty padded kind. Yeah, yeah. That like, I would say, like, like, like yeah, one. yeah. I would say it's probably the closest thing that resembles it. But, um, yeah, there's only one spot here, man. Uh, Wardlow immediately rushes Brown into the corner. He uh, props him up, hits that rope hung knee smash before watching himself flex on the Titan Tron, which is something he's been doing lately. No, that shit was hilarious. Yeah, and then Cole signals Wardlow to end it before he picks up Brown for the last ride and he, you know, walks around in a full circle before finally power bombing him to the mat and getting the uh, effortless three count. And then Cole comedically thanks the commentary team and says it was nice talking to you <laughs> it was like again never saying one word and then leaves commentary so i didn't understand why he was out there except for the visual of him being there i guess uh you I, know i'm not gonna lie i feel like 
I feel like somebody said something to him about doing it, and he didn't want to do it. So he's like, right, I'm going to be out there. I'm not going to fucking talk. I thought that, too. And then I thought maybe it's one of those things where they're like, oh, well, we, we don't want to, um, you know, like, like he didn't want to be out there on crutches and rather would sit. So they're like, okay, well, you can sit and do commentary. And he's just like, mm. <laughs> fuck uh, that. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you, you guys need me to fly out for this shit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, I had to go. I had to go through fucking airport security and all this shit. Well, I wonder how often he, he's uh, he's traveling right now. But Adam Copeland takes on Danny Garcia. He will now be known as Cope throughout the rest of my notes. Uh, Matt Menard. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Menard joins commentary ahead of the match. Uh, Cope goes for an early uh, grindhouse, is what he calls that uh, crossface. But Garcia counters uh. with an ankle lock that sends Cope grabbing the ropes almost immediately. Garcia catches Cope with a drop toe hold and hits a dancing surfboard stomp, uh, which I, I, I'm i not going to lie, that popped me. I was like, oh, okay. That, that's where you do those spots at, <laughs> where they're more you know, effective. Uh, Cope counters a cross-body attempt and catches Garcia midair, then transitions to a shoulder breaker, then whips him shoulder first into the turnbuckle before picture-in-picture. Picture. Uh, he then executes a arm breaker from the apron, and then climbs back up on the uh to you know to the top rope, but Garcia cuts him off with a dragon screw from the second yeah, rope. Yeah, no, no, it was gnarly. Like, yeah. th- and the weird thing, I-, I wasn't used to seeing uh, Edge Edge Cope getting fucking booed. Uh I don't know. If he was so much booed as much as like well, he was playing up into it. Like, I mean, as far as what I remember seeing is he was like, I think he he yelled he he said something to fucking somebody. Uh, I think to Matt Menard on commentary a few times. Like he was just talking shit to him. Uh, I I must not have caught some of that. Like uh, I, maybe that was during picture in picture. Maybe I don't know. But uh, Garcia hits another drag of screw and continues to target Cope's leg before countering an armbar with this uh, with an STF. I thought someone was going to bring up he used to this move, but you know, and said anything like that. Uh, Garcia with an inverted dragon screw that looked painful. Uh, but Cope is able to bounce back with what they called an avalanche impaler DDT, but. It looked more like a butterfly suplex on impact, to be honest. So, and they kept going on how he landed on his arm, which I wasn't really sure how that made sense. But you know, he was working over the shoulder, so I guess that that's in line with what you know yeah, his logic. There, were, there was that one spot when he did immediately grab his his arm. What's name Danny? Which I thought was a shoot. I was like, oh shit! I think nah, he, he was just selling. Yeah, yeah, it, no, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When you find uh, out later, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh shit. Cope okay. lines up Garcia for a spear, but he counters with a kick, then follows with a jackknife pin for a very near fall. Which gets that I, I saw that really get the crowd into it before Cope locks in the grindhouse, only to be attacked by interfering Nick Wayne, causing a DQ. Post match, Nick Wayne is joined by Kill Switch as the pair continue to put boots to Cope after the match. As Christian Cage slowly makes its way down the ramp with the TNT title and Mother Wayne, uh, yeah, and then Wayne, <laughs> it's sorry, it's a lot of Waynes here. Wayne or Nick hits Wayne's World and Kill Switch nails his Northern Lariat uh, from behind. Actually, you know what? I yeah, let me do it again because I came in at the wrong time. I have two times where I write down Mother Wayne. Oh, right. just just do it right now. Yeah, with the TNT title and Mother Wayne, uh, Cage pulls two chairs from under the ring, but is stopped by Menard at ringside before he gets clobbered from behind with a Northern Lariat by Kill Switch. Uh, Kill Switch then choke slams Garcia, and then Wayne holds him down to receive a concerto from Cage, but is saved by Cope who brings his own chair into the ring to take out Wayne and kill Switch. And then Cope and Cage swing chairs at each other at the same time, but Cage would drop his immediately due to the impact before cowering in the corner as Cope stalks him only to be low blow from behind by Mother Wayne.
Wayne. Um, then Nick hits Wayne's world and Killswitch nails his uh, Northern Lariat on Cope before Cage puts him down with a concerto of his own and then places his foot on Cope's back and raises the TNT title. Uh, Garcia crawls into the ring to check on Cope after the patriarchy leads up the ramp and Cage kisses his belt over and over. It was almost, almost made me uncomfortable. <laughs> he was kissing that thing. Like, no joke. But uh, did you get a chance to see this match or no? I got to see everything. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it just seems weird. It just seems like so long since Cage has been in the mix. So I guess it just felt like, oh, okay, like it's, you just stayed away so Edge can get his, his reps up with these cope uh, these cope challenges or I cope mean, open. I'm sure it's because cope and challenge. He's had to – he's probably spending time at home calling uh, Vince's line on an unlisted number saying – well, guess who wishes you had a blue? <laughs> blue down your, oh, fucking, your face. fucking face now, huh? Uh, you yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Just hanging out the phone. She's like, you wanted me and Jericho to wrestle naked. <laughs> well, not each other, but you know, I'm, there's I'm, that whole story where Goldust and Booker would take their clothes, and he was like, I'm not going out there naked. It's like, what the fuck? Why do I have to convince you of this? But um, yeah, man. In ring segment, Samoa Joe, Hangman Page, and Swerve. Skirt, skirt. Garments. Gar- I, hey, I'm sorry, but... Protect MJF. I, mi- I miss him. I do. I do. Joe says as champion, he chose to reenact the ranking system as a way to face the very best victims for him to destroy before continuing his championship reign, but expresses a mix of praise and disgust that Page and Swerve fought tooth and nail to a time limit draw. He says he thought because of that they'd be kicked to the back of the line, but instead the championship committee has rewarded mediocrity by taking a page out of the Texas playbook by making his title match bigger and dumber, which I thought was a good way to get heat, with a three-way match at Revolution. He says the crime has been committed against him, and now there will be repercussions as he vows to make sure both of AEW's brightest stars limp out the match despite walking into it on their own two feet, and there's nothing anyone could do about it. And, of course, Swerve comes down with Prince Nana, Getting the, getting the crowd into it. He gets to the ring, reminds everyone that when this all started, he said, and he did say this, none of this was personal, but as the match gets closer and Joe keeps running his mouth, he can't help but to feel that it has gotten to a personal level. He says when Joe won the title, he told everyone the protocol had changed as each potential opponent would need to show up with their reputation and resume. And he also said hunger is what defines the greats. So you, if that's the case, then he's already on his way to becoming one of the greatest of all time to a very big pop. Uh, says no one out hustles, out works, out grinds him. That implored Joe to put some respect on his resumes. He's already gone toe to toe with former world champions and some of the best legends that AEW has to offer, and it's always been the same result. Every time with him stand, uh, being left standing and people letting everyone know whose house it is. So a revolution. Nothing changes except he'll be the one holding the AEW title above his head. And of course, Hangman Page interrupts. No music, just. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah like, you were definitely, uh, whether you know it or not, you are the heel, bro. I <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't uh, angry last week, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Says he wasn't mad last week. Wanted to clarify that and set the record straight. He said that he just believes it's, it's horse shit that they both were added to the match versus Joe as he signed a contract that specifically stated that the winner would become number one contender, and Swerve couldn't beat him in the allotted 30-minute time limit. Tells See, Joe... But that, but that doesn't mean that he wins at the time. That means he lost, too. Yeah, he, he, that's, he, how, that's what's so weird. Yeah, like, the, the no logic else, is instantly flawed, yes. It's like no one else is saying, like, yeah, but you didn't beat him either, and, you, and you've never beat him. Yeah, exactly. Tells Joe if it were up to him, the match would only be between two people uh, who value 
are two men, I should say, who value and respect the world championship and everything it stands for. But unfortunately, he does not make the matches and tells Swerve that he, you know, he doesn't deserve a second of his time, let alone five more minutes when he couldn't get the job done and more so doesn't deserve to be in the match. Joe tells them both to knock off the domestic dispute and calls them out for thinking they're going to overlook him and pin the other in the effort to take his title. But he is the world champion. He's coming to revolution to whip both their asses and then spikes down the mic and leaves up the ramp. So, yeah, it was pretty badass. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we get a uh, honestly, this might be my favorite thing tony has done uh it's a tony storm presentation or production whatever it's called wet ink <laughs> yeah this is pretty funny yeah a uh close-up of tony's ankle uh ankle tad is shown before she looks through a small photo album she says what does this, what does this tattoo <laughs> which i always thought she says this tattoo i mean shout out to bob's burgers that's definitely where she got it yeah from. definitely remind me of it reminds me of a girl i befriended because i felt sorry for her a girl so naive so needy so desperate to make it that she had my pity you were my young girl. I showed you my ways. I brought you into Japan. I helped you sign a contract. I nurtured you on my bosom of brilliance. <laughs> you suckled on my teat of talent, and now you bit the tit that feeds you. <laughs> I was like, uh, how many of these are you going to get away yeah, with? Yeah, honestly, but they were all great from an enunciation standpoint, for sure. Uh, a close-up of Tony's ankle getting worked on in a tattoo parlor is shown as Mariah May and Luther comfort her as she makes very funny faces to sell the pain of the needle. Uh, says, somewhere along the way, you forgot who you were. You thought you were the star of the story instead of just an extra. You want the old Tony Storm? You'll get the old Tony Storm and so much more. And what do you do when you can't change the past? You kill it. As a close-up shows that Tony's ankle now has a dagger uh, appearing to stab her original duck tattoo that she shares with Deanna. Uh, and then we see Deanna is backstage live with Renee asking for a reaction. She says, Tony is what her family would call a yakayon, which means she talks too much and then opts to just keep things short and sweet. As she stares down the barrel of the camera and says, Tony, I'm going to break your arm, bitch, and then walks off. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't li- I didn't mind this, but I also feel like we have heard this before in other companies. And, I mean, you know. I, I yeah, I heard. To me, it definitely reminded me of uh, um, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. The Young Bucks versus Top Flight. Uh, we see footage of the Bucks shown from earlier in the day of them arriving via private jet and then jumping into a stretch Escalade while still wearing their bloodstained white suits from last week attack on Darby and Sting. And then uh, right before the match, they're shown arriving in the limo to the building and uh, they actually come out to new music and video. So it was a whack ass track. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not mad at it. It shows that. Yeah, if, if we're really to make, if it's supposed to make me not be excited for them to come out. Then, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And the the slow flex is like, this is so weird. <laughs> Like, where's the money shooters? Like, where, you know what I mean? Where, where's the... It's been weird. Mm-hmm. But whatevs. Not mad at the, the, the whole thing, though. And then the Bucks do order Justin Roberts to correctly introduce them as EVPs, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. Not just Ma- Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, so... Jesus. Spots. After evading each other's offense back and forth, Dante hits a Casadora arm drag to a frustrated Nick who urgently tags in his brother. Uh, Matt tries to calm things down by sharing a fist bump with Dante before falling victim to a snap suplex sent on Atomico combo by Top Flight. Uh, the Bucks avoid outside dives attempts or dive attempts by Top Flight, only to be outsmarted and hit with tandem slingshot cross bodies on the floor. Um, we do see Nick try to clothesline Darius from the apron, but he ducks only to run right into a clothesline from Matt to change the momentum before a picture 
in picture. We come back. Darius hits a desperation flying clothesline to Matt, then backflips off the middle rope to hit a Pele kick and hot tag his brother. Uh, Dante hits Nick with a rising knee smash and hits Matt with a springboard crossbody for two. Uh, after the Bucks escape, uh, Top Flight's nonsensical tandem sun- sunset flip, which I don't know if you saw this, but basically Dante had Matt in one, and he's doing the whole, like, I'm fighting, I'm fighting to get not get brought down into the pin. Yeah. Nick comes in to try to hold, to stop him, and then Darius flips over Nick and hits one. It's like, you guys are both illegal. There's no pin going on. Why are you? You know, it's like it's like I get. You know, you could have just let go. Have you and, heard? And, have you heard what uh, a recent quote by Undertaker? No. Uh, they asked him what he thought about the Young Bucks. No. I mean, it tells you everything what you need to know about him now. As far as like, he basically says that they have moves that are great, but they don't get a lot of mileage off of them because they do them so much, and now they just keep doing the same thing. I mean, I felt like, like this match they yeah. didn't they didn't do much. They did. They definitely didn't do much. They, I did do, hear, they do enough to be like, oh, that was a Young Bucks match. I feel well, right? I did, yeah. well. This much specifically, I feel like they're they. The most devastating thing they hit. They didn't even hit super kicks. They hit a DDT, mm-hmm. and then the EVP trigger. Really, I mean, just to really jump the shark. But yeah, you know, uh, Matt nails Dante with a uh, super kick pump fake DDT. Like he was gonna go yeah. for it and never actually hits it. Uh, Matt tries to Irish whip Dante into his brother. But Darius vaults him over Matt to land on his feet behind him before using Dante as a launch pad for a standing tornado DDT. And then we see Dante send Nick into the guardrail with a suicide dive while Darius hits Matt with a rebound Spanish fly. But the finish comes where Matt tries a rope-assisted uh, jackknife pin, but the ref catches him and forces him to break the cover. Nick then argues with um, the ref, which distracts him while Matt just basically pops up Darius for a dick kick before the Bucks yeah, hit the EVP trigger for the win. That's nearly what that was. Yep. Post-match, Tony Schiavone enters the ring to interview them as Matt. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying Matt and Nicholas. It's too long. Uh, to interview them as Matt brags about being undefeated this year so far and believes it makes them the top unbeatable tag team in AEW. Matt says after beating a team the quality of top flight that it's safe to assume they're the number one contenders and then points to a, a pre, you know, pre-prepared graphic <laughs> yeah, that's like, on, okay. on the screen. Uh, Tony starts to bring up Sting but gets cut off by Matt who says, uh, you know, we have to listen to you each week, sit at that desk and talk trash about us and then threatens that he might be breaching his contract by doing that and, and continuously disparaging the EVPs of AEW. Uh, Matt calls him unprofessional and Bush League before Nick grabs the mic and issues him a $1,000 fine and then shoulder checks him through the crown. Um, Matt apologizes yeah, I, for I, Nick's I, I, uh, been, conduct. I was just about to say, I, I like how Matt's been like, oh, I'm sorry for my brother. He has the He's a hothead. I'm like, you're the fucking Yeah, yeah he's always dude. been hot. And then instructs <laughs> his brother to assist him in helping Tony back to his feet only to tease the EVP trigger instead before Darby's music hits and he chases them off with a bat in his hand. Uh, Darby grabs the mic and says, you know, the original mission statement for AEW was change the world and then reminds the Bucks, you know, I was homeless and begging for a job while I watched all your shit friends from the California crew get jobs before I did. He says, thank God at the time there was another EVP here with a sense of brains and I'm not talking about Kenny Omega. But you want Cody? Yeah, I, I piped it in. Uh, then, calls, <laughs> then calls him out for uh, for an interview they did about the reason why they re-signed with the company was for a lighter tri- travel schedule and good money, proving that their original mission statement is now dead. He notes, um, you know, I, I that, was, that was a dangerous choice. 
to have him say that on, yeah. on, on TV. Almost as dangerous as crit- critiquing Brandon Cutler for being on the first yeah. <laughs> episode of AEW. I was like, all right, man, you, you kind of own this a lot. He, like, he said, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with Brandon yeah, Cutler? Yeah, yeah, I thought that was funny. No, it's how the Bucks want to be Sting's last match, but don't realize what they've gotten themselves into as Sting is now a man with nothing to lose and then challenges the Bucks officially to a tag team title match and ends by saying it'll be showtime. So. Did, did you hear that people said that they cut their uh, – they got the soul patches – uh, on purpose to make fun of Sting. Oh, is that why they did Supposedly. that? Supposedly, oh, but if but that's one of those. If you catch it, you catch it. Yeah. It's like okay, next week you can't grow the mustache. Yeah, right? I'm saying because I, I I thought Matt looked great with the stash, and yeah. I feel like so if Nick wanted to do the soul patch, I'm not mad at that. Like you I, know, I, but I. I for me, the the stash on Matt looked too creepy for me. That's why I liked but, it. But I liked when he added the goatee with it. I'm like, okay, cool, that's mm, fine. Okay. And I was like, Nick can get away with just the. Uh, the the stash to me, but I'm like, and honestly, any you type marks. of uh, facial expression from or f- facial hair from uh, from Nick just automatically makes him a heel. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, we get a backstage interview with the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. That's this my best cool. Jay White. When asked what's next for them, Jay White says they got new merch and gold all around their waist, uh, so their momentum seems to be running smooth, but they've yet to put their newfound cohesiveness to the test. Billy goes to make a suggestion, but is cut off by his son, Austin, who suggests a 12-man tag on Rampage to a mediocre reaction, only for Billy to regain the mic and says and make, make the same pitch. To which everyone seems to love. Uh, Bowen says it's a great idea as Bang Bang Scissor Gang rules the world because everyone loves the acclaim. Bang Bang. Before Austin says, and if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Guns up. As Caster does the gun the gun drum sound, as I will call it. Yep. Pull, pull. It's, the, it's the West Side. Yeah. There you go. And then uh, we get Willow Nightingale versus uh, Sky Blue. And Willing- Willow Nightingale has Stokely Hathaway in her corner. I know he's been yeah, trying they've been, to, they've been like. Doing, well, it, it's at, because Chris Statlander has been telling him to be nicer to her. They can't stand each other. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah. And, she does, and we do see Chris kind of enter with them on the ramp, hug them both, and then return to the back. Uh, we also see Julia Hart enter on the ramp with Sky to whisper something in her ear. And then she returns to the back as well. And Stokely does join commentary to o- – <laughs> To argue, I will say, over Taz's trademark of the color orange, while Excalibur says, well, I think you're wearing more of a butternut squash. What did you call me? <laughs> like, it's kind of like, Stokely's gold on, 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 the, uh, on the commentary, man. Uh, that, yeah. But uh, spots include a uh, immediate running shotgun dropkick into the corner by Sky, which is responded to with a scoop slam by Willow. After some misdirection, Willow hits an early pounce to send Sky rolling to the outside before picture-in-picture. Picture. Uh, Sky does hit a super kick before Willow makes a comeback with a pair of clotheslines, a running boot, and a spine buster. Uh, and then Sky escapes a doctor bomb attempt and hits a kneeling face buster, basement super kick, and a basement DDT for two, kind of like Miz, Mrs. DDT. Uh, so the finish comes where Sky locks in a rear-naked-style uh, dragon sleeper. But uh, like on her back, not act now on the ground. But Willow escapes before eating a head trap super kick in the corner, followed by a big power bomb. By uh, but kicks out at two. Uh, Stokely leads commentary to jump on the apron to distract the ref. Just as Sky hits code blue, causing a delayed count, allowing Willow to kick out at one and then hit the doctor bomb for the win. I think the the sell was that she didn't know that he did that, but you know. Yeah, it's it usual commentary doesn't do a good job. Yeah, definitely. Match announcements. Uh, no DQ match. Jeff Hardy versus Sammy Guevara, which we already talked about. Uh, and again, Rampage starts at a special time I'm surprised tonight. that they're doing that 
Well, oh, wait, wait. Oh, is that like a, a... So, wait, it was taped? Yeah, it was taped. Oh, I'm thinking that they're announcing this. I thought that happened last collision for some reason. No, no, no. This happened uh, after, after Dynamite, the, the Dynamite when they were taping. filming. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. But, the, yeah, it's a special start time of uh, 7 Central. Uh, you know, I don't know. Or 7, 6 Central. I, I couldn't tell you what that means. Oh, yeah, it's because of... Uh, I think, the, I think NBA, the All-Star weekend. It NBA games or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, we got Queen Aminata taking on Anna Jay. So glad. She got officially signed, by the way, but it just was, I don't think they did, a, she's all elite yet, but I'm so happy for her. Yeah, I think that's who J-Rod had said that she's supposed to be facing in the tournament, but then it's yeah. weird. I saw the brackets. In the, in the ROH tournament. Yeah, yeah, I saw the brackets, but I saw that it was Sandra Moon now, so I don't, it's... Yeah. So Sandra, she's facing Sandra Moon, or yeah. Sandra Moon took. Unless I'm, th- maybe I'll, I'll double check. But yeah, because yeah. I think I sent it in the chat, so I'll, I'll see what's up. That's why I said I was like I could have swore I saw. Uh, unless I'm thinking it's maybe it's a different name, maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, I'm wrong on um, as far as uh, yeah, I, I, gotta... I'll have to double check uh, Sandra's uh. Yeah, Social, no. But anyways, my bad. No, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, and then we get that 12 man tag that they were talking about: the Bang Bang Sister Gang taking on the Dark Order in. You know, uh, Uno, Silver, and Reynolds. Uh, I don't know why these guys. <laughs> I, I couldn't. You couldn't tell me. I couldn't tell you why these guys are tagging up, but they're tagging with Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal. So, yeah, it is. It was. Oh, oh no, oh yeah, it was Jay Rod. My bad. She's she's facing. Uh, Sandra's facing Velvet, uh, Red Velvet. Oh, okay, gotcha. And uh, I'm I'm the model, uh, She actually already uh, advanced. Oh, okay, gotcha. So yeah. And then Dustin Rhodes and the Von Erics are going to be in action as well. And then for, I saw that for uh, which I think is a good good spot. Yeah, for all. yeah, hundred uh, percent. And then for Dynamite, we get it confirmed. FTR taking on BCC in the form of Moxley and Castagnoli. And then a kind of it makes sense, but kind of interestingly booked six man tag. Samoa Joe will be tagging with Swerve Strickland and Brian Cage. To take on Hook, RVD, and Hangman Page. So, you know, it's that. And then finally, we get to the main event, man. That's so random. It is. I mean, clearly, it's, it's, uh, they're trying to make it seem like Swerve is still a tweener heel. I, and I, can they coexist, you know, by having it's going to be me and one of my guys from my team tagging with the world champ? And then you got the third guy on the other side tagging with two guys who have actually tagged before, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I guess I mean I, I'm just like, why would he team up with the uh, the guy who's known to smoke if he was giving a uh, <laughs> Nana all this shit about buying weed? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of I think it, what it, it what the irony is, you know, RVD is who Paige picked. Oh, that's as true. As oh opponent, no, that's true. And then, and then Ryan, Cage came yeah, down. Yeah, that's true because it was a no DQ, and then Hook chased him off, you know, with a chair or whatever it was. So. But uh, Texas Deathmatch, Orange Cassidy versus Matt Taven. Yeah, I, I saw this. Uh, this is what I'll I say. Mean, and Matt Taven, if you haven't checked it out yet, go to AEW Instagram. Matt Taven has a great, like, um, off-air post-match. promo okay. about, like, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what I can do. So all you guys that think I can't wrestle and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nah, honestly, I was really impressed. Because you kind of forget how good Taven is and how long he's been at it, you know? so That table spot. I mean, not to jump ahead, but that was... Crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, we will get there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I think he's done that spot before, so that's why it's great. It's like, oh, you were down to do that again, okay? But uh, pre pre match, we see a f- uh, footage is shown of the undisputed kingdom taking out Chuck Taylor from last week, as well as Rocky Romero on Rampage, and then they them attacking Orange with a spike pile driver after his title defense against Ishii on a Collision, and uh, you know, and it, by the way, guys, in case you guys didn't know, Collision is not going to be on this weekend. It's coming back next Saturday, so I'm not sure if anyone caught that on Dynamite, but. The spots. 
After getting shotgun drop kick, Taven signals towards the ramp to fake out Orange and clock him from behind with a clothesline. Uh, Taven with a nice enziguri and blue thunder bomb that sends Orange to the floor, but he's able to beat the count. Uh, Taven tries to whip Orange into the barricade, but he hurdles over it and slowly spins around and puts his hand in his pockets. For Taven follows after him, and they you know fight in the crowd during P and uh, picture in picture or P and P's. I always say. Uh, after fighting all over the stands, Taven sets up a table near the stage and hits a diving elbow drop off the stage, but the table only cracks and doesn't break, causing a hard landing for both men. Taven then leans the table against the ramp and suplexes Orange through it to finally break it to the fans' delight. Then he actually busts him open with a running knee strike that's kind of like a la, you know, Johnny uh, TV, I guess, uh, John Morrison. Oh, like, okay. And, uh, you know, it brings the fight back to the ring. So a running basement knee. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like if you don't say knee smash. Oh, no, that that's. You know what I mean? Like, no, that, that's what it is. I forget. He calls it something. I just can't remember what he calls it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Taven hits a. I thought this was, was cool. I've never seen this. He hits a pendulum backbreaker, maintains the position, then stands up and backflips Orange to land on his feet and then hits a snap DDT. Yeah. Why were they trying to make it seem like Orange did that on his own when he clearly yeah. backflipped? Yeah. 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 He yeah. yeah. Uh, before setting up another table outside and then leaning it against com the commentary table. After both men take turns trying to put the other through it, Taven goes for a tope suicido, suicida, I would say, taker style. But Orange gets out the way, causing him to crash and burn horribly through the table. Orange looks under the ring to find a heart-shaped candy box labeled Two Orange from Chuck E.T. XOXO. And I will say, this made me laugh, but then the Valentine's Day stuff got, got old really quick. You know, some of the stuff they it were was, doing. It was, I thought it was only like one, one other one, right? Well, you know, there was another thing under the ring that gets smashed over Orange's head yeah, I mean, that was, I didn't it, bring up. And I, then I, I know like, Trent it, brings, brings it, down a... A present that he reveals to be a weapon inside, which I'll get to in a second. He did? But yeah. So. Oh uh, yeah, no, no, that would. He basically hit the whole the whole uh, Terminator two. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, basically. But uh, yeah, he reveals that the uh, the candy box is filled with thumbtacks, which he then pours out into the middle of the ring. Uh, he tries to superplex Taven, but gets shoved off hard onto the tax before Taven then goes for a frog splash, but he misses and lands horribly on the tax as well. I mean, he had tax in his stomach, dude. Uh. You know, Orange hits a satellite DDT to Taven on top of the tax and then goes to bring a chain into the ring when he's attacked by Mike Bennett at ringside, who brings in four chairs into the ring. Uh, Trent runs down the ramp with a Valentine's Day present, which he reveals to be a lead pipe, uh, enters the ring and uses it to smash a chair into uh, Bennett's face before Taven stiffly throws a chair at his face, Sabu style. Taven then sets Bruh, him up. Bruh, he threw the fuck yeah, out that Yeah, he, he really did. And then he sets him up in the corner uh, and hits a rope-hung headlock driver to Trent onto an erect chair before eating an orange punch and a beach break onto a chair that's on top of thumbtacks. But the finish comes where Taven is on his knees and he rips Orange's pockets from his pants before he eats a chain-wrapped uh, orange punch. And uh, just as the ref starts to count, Roderick Strong runs down. But instead of helping Taven break the 10 count, which that was I thought so that was dumb. stupid, yeah, yeah. he Charges at Orange with a running knee smash or jumping knee smash in the corner, only for Trent to dive in front of him and take the bullet instead. And then Orange dumps strong to the floor just as the referee reaches the 10 count, giving him the win. And that's pretty much how they ended the show. So, shit made no sense. I mean, it was a fun match, but it felt like it was something you could have like put in the middle of the show, you know? Um, it's, yeah. it's not the main event, and I just I felt like you probably could have done Mox and yeah, and, and, and Dax, especially with the way they ended it. You know what I'm saying? Of like making him pass out, and like that could have been a cool cooler way to go off the, the you know in the night. But it was definitely a stack, especially show. with the way that they jumped them after too. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. You know, so 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I like it was a, it was a fun fun show. I, I think the format was a little off, but some of my favorites were like the Tony Storm bit. Uh, you know, would you say Dax Moxley and and John Harwood or what you, you I forgot what you said earlier, but that singles match was great. Oh, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> um, Mox Hardwood and then uh, uh, John Daxley. John Daxley, there you go. And so. Yeah, so I, I thought that was that was good, and then um, I, I really liked the the kind of the world title summit deal that was going on in, inside the ring was great. Yeah, the and, only thing uh, that sucked about that is Samoa Joe forgot he was not looking at the hard cam, so it was backwards toward the hard cam. Yeah, for a lot of that last part. And but, other than that, yeah, I, I did, I did, I dug it though. Yeah, and the only thing I thought was I did like Cope versus Garcia, but my only thing was. I felt like the way it ended is kind of the same thing Christian's been doing to him. Another concerto yeah, to, to wait and, all this time for him to come back and do the same shit. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I did thought it was I, I thought it was interesting to have Osprey announced for the next pay per view. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that was AEW Dynamite, man. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I did hear also that what they say that. Uh, most of the tickets for big business have been sold. Yeah, they had to open up new. Uh, they were already yeah. sold out, and then they had to add more. So shout out to them because you know. To announce a brand new show for for one, and then um, have it sell out like that, they haven't had that in a while. Um, well, yeah, I don't know if it's a, you mean like a new show concept for no, a dynamite. No, what I'm mean, saying or? is 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 because is it a dynamite or is it a? It, it's a, a dynamite. Oh, I don't know why I thought it was a pay per view. No, no, no. It's, it, I thought yeah. it was a pay per view. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, yeah it's just it's just a themed dynamite. Like oh uh, no, that's kind of like how they because I was, I was gonna ask, did they ever do Grand Slam last year? Because they usually do it in New York every year, but I don't remember them doing it. I can't remember. I think they usually do that in September. That's right? why I thought too. I like know they did one. In Wa- they do it like, in Washington sometimes too. No, well, I haven't seen them do it in Washington because the first Grand Slam was always in. Um, I forgot the name of the city, like uh, Flushing, New York. Is is what they mm. call it, New York, New York. But it's yeah. Not. Um, but yeah, I was wondering about that because I'm like, they usually have it right uh, after All Out, but before, um, Full Gear. But then I was thinking maybe they didn't do it because they ended up doing. All in and all out this uh, last year, so mm-hmm. could have been that too. I don't know, but anyways, either way, I mean, hopefully they get a full house for what they're uh, hoping to uh, achieve for that night. Yeah, know? no, definitely. I mean, yeah, I I still think that's when we'll get Okada. I'm fairly sure, obviously, that you know we're gonna get um, Mercedes. You know, but I, I just it makes me wonder if if they're gonna go for a trifecta of sorts. But I don't know who the third. <laughs> thing would be your surprise uh, but i mean i mean a brit breaker surprise would be good even though she's not from boston but like you know it makes you wonder who's mercedes coming in to to feud with you know what i'm saying probably like, tony storm because you think so i don't know because, i mean she has a title yeah yeah but i feel like diana really needs to take that off of her I feel like they haven't really done Deanna any favors, to be honest, since she's been there. But she's kind of sky went straight to Tony Storm. Like it's kind of the thing that you want them to work towards, but they've especially because no, right I, to I don't know that they have history until they mention it. I, I did, but I, you know, it's not. Some, yeah, I didn't know the full extent. Is what I'll say yeah. for sure. So, but uh, anyways, that was it. Mm-hmm. I want to thank y'all for hanging on this long and checking out our review of the week between NXT and Dynamite, of course, and. Of course, uh, I want to thank you guys for always tapping in with us, you know what I mean, and uh, following us on, on social media, and that is at the Quincy Jones Show on uh, Instagram, as well as at Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, and uh, of course, backslash the Quincy Jones Show on Facebook, and don't forget, check out my music project, the Quincy Jones Show, right now, everywhere yeah. you go to get music, man. 
Yeah. Uh, tap in and check out uh, This Is Awesome as well. And also, official just this morning, man. Check out that brand spanking new. Fresh out the oven with it. Welcome to Winter Circle, the yes, official sir. Winter Circle theme song by yours truly, the Mega Towers, Quincy Jones Go, Doc Lesnar. It is on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on Apple Music. It's everywhere. Your little heart likes to, you know, venture out and find your favorite music. Get that little and ear stream candy. That thing. Yeah, yeah, get that ear candy, man. So, but yeah, get that little get that little uh, that little fix for your lobes. You know, what yeah, I mean? definitely. But no, that's what's up because yeah, if you guys were at the uh, the anniversary show, you may have heard. A, a uh, version of it shortly. We played it a few times when the show started. Also, when when uh, Doc came out for uh, unspecified reasons that you guys can go wait and check out for yourself. Yes, sir. Because also on that note, it is worth noting that the ver- very first match is up uh, on YouTube as of today. Um, go check it out. YouTube.com backslash at Winter Circle Pro. You can check out uh, the West Coast Wrecking Crew defending their tag team championships against not only the P4P champion and Slice Boogie, but also the world champion in Dom Kubrick in the form of Easy Money, the ultimate power grab. It, 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 this was the match that opened the show. Really, really high stakes. And yeah, obviously it set I, the tone for the show, too. Yeah, I, it really did. Argue, so yeah. go make, make sure you go ahead and check that out. And stay, again, stay tuned. Check us out on social media, at uh, Winter Circle Pro on Instagram, as well as at Winter Circle uh, PW on Twitter. Uh, follow us, man. Stay tuned for when we're going to continue dropping uh, more footage, more matches, as well as uh, announcements leading into hard to earn, hard to earn. And, uh, of course, don't forget, uh, if you want to tell them where they can get tickets, Doc. Yes, sir. It's hard to earn.eventbrite.com. That's hard numerical to earn.eventbrite.com. Get them right now. $25 for front row and $20 for GA seating. Yep, you know yep. what it is, man. Yeah, man. And definitely, again, shout out to everyone that made it out to the uh, – our last show, looking forward show, to uh, yeah. entertaining you guys again. Um, hoping to have some surprises for that as well. Um, but yeah, man, uh, on that note, I mean, I guess you want you want to tell. Yeah, you guys already know, man. Uh, follow your boy at Doc Lesnar for all things having to do with my music page uh, or music just in general. Uh, follow at Doc underscore KJS pod for all things having to do with this pod. Hashtag Wrestling Wednesdays. We back, baby. We back on it. Let me know who you are wearing this Wednesday, next Wednesday, every Wednesday when you can. Tap in. Let's build this community, y'all. And then, of course, follow your boy at Lesnar's underscore lots. That's Lesnar's with the S underscore lots also with the S. So you guys can check out all the new items i got in my mercari store as you guys know you know i'm kind of a connoisseur of wrestling items maybe some you know uh, a few replicas here eight by tens there uh I'm, I'm really big on just memorabilia as, as as a whole you know whether it's figures or dvds whatever i just uh, while we were recording this i sold a, a hardy boys bundle that had like their old school figures as well as their top uh, ladder match moments you know man, all, sammy guevara knee pad not included it's yeah, crazy yeah no not included it's, it's, it's not man but, but if it was complete with juke <laughs> action no <laughs> i was gonna say it would have a, a certificate of authenticity but uh yeah, yeah that, that, that juke is certified as well very certified <laughs> very certified yeah check it out because he has some stuff in pop culture as well not just wrestling man yes sir um I yeah if the, you guys like the like office, the office yeah. you guys like funko pops uh, you know, you guys like Black Panther, all that stuff. But most of my, a majority of my catalog and, um, uh, you know. Oh, you got, you got uh, uh, Rick and Morty as well? Yeah, Rick and Morty. Yeah, I got a lot, yeah. of, a lot of those Funko Pops as well. But yeah, like I said, you know, uh, a lot of my, uh, I guess I don't want to say catalog, but my. Um, inventory. Inventory. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Is uh, mostly for the WrestleCentric fans. So, but go ahead, check that out. But, you know, like we said, man, go ahead and also follow us on all, you know, social media for Winter Circle Pro. Yeah, Again, man. hard to earn. That's Dot, numerical yeah. two. 
hardtoearn.eventbrite.com to get your tickets to Hard to Earn. Uh, That's coming up April 26th. Other than that, my man, uh, yeah, until next week, I got three awards for him. Top Top guys guys out. out.